the reason I remember that story so well is because you said after he saw you, you finished <laughs> and then went and talked to him. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I am Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. <laughs> we write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, we're recording this on the Day of Moms, I guess. The day when we should celebrate our mothers. And yet, unless they're w- terrible mothers, and then you celebrate someone who mothered you in a wonderful way. It, it, except we decided on that day to spend three hours recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah. so what does that say about you us? How many people forgot like until yesterday? It was <laughs> right. like, I mean, it's just so much going on. I mean, it's crazy. Like, like I, I bet moms forgot. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. And then today and then yesterday, um, I'm like preparing for the show and I'm, I'm thinking, cool, I'm prepping early. I'm going to be ready for tomorrow. And then wait, what are we doing? Or do you have something planned for me tomorrow? And he said, well, we'll figure it out. Huh. So I probably should have thought about communicating with you guys to potentially not record on Mother's Day, but we, <laughs> we're doing this thing. And less, less people have cable and stuff, right? So like, so that's the thing. Like I saw commercials for it like the last couple of weeks. It seemed like well, most, a lot of people like commercials. Yeah. The, 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 only, the only thing that I should have, I should have put it in my calendar to talk to, to Justin about it whenever I was seeing the trend on Twitter like two weeks ago that was basically like, uh, this is your reminder to buy flowers since XYZ is happening with COVID and you have XYZ to, you know, mm. order something online and kind of thing. Yeah. The Thought, meme- oh, yeah. Mother's Day is coming. But the- I didn't remember when it mattered. So whoopsie. The meme I saw was uh, dads be ready. You're going to actually have to uh, help your kids instead of letting the school or Sunday school do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. No, really. Like I have a, a craft that was um, that Iris created. I was so touched by it because I thought Justin had helped her make something for me this year, but it, it turns out he didn't. It was somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> still really sweet it's the first time she's handed me a craft that she made that's a good day mother's day and it was really oh, sweet nice. and then it had like this little uh, thing that she did where who the person that helped her create it um like asked her a question if you had a million dollars you would buy your mom and iris answered that question and they wrote it in for her yeah, which by the way yeah, yeah. it's a lot of cereal is what she would buy with me <laughs> Yeah, I love those, those questionnaires. We still have my daughters like from daycare and stuff. They would do stuff like that for various things. Those are awesome to look back on. Yeah, it's going to be really later. sweet. I, I will let you know, the last few times we've recorded, we've had like internet connectivity issues or RAM issues or something like that. I ha- I'm using a brand new computer today and you guys are still cutting out. So I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what I love I, it was that it waited until we actually started the recording. You know, not during mm-hmm. the 30 minutes of pre-talk that ends up in the outtakes. No, let's wait right till the episode and we'll just have it start cutting out. <laughs> That's the fun yeah, way to it's do gonna it. Be exciting. <laughs> be, it's going to be great. <laughs> let's power through. We can do it. We've we done can, it for the last we few weeks. We can. Uh, let's get into the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. 
We're going to take a look at the uh, videos from the week, the process of sinning them, how we felt about the stuff that we are sinning. Uh, in TV Sins, we finally got to show you Modern Family. Oh, my family. God. <laughs> we're going to have two, we're gonna have two uh, videos this week that are like that, where it's like, finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've been the waiting in the wings. Gets to see them. Uh, Modern Family caught in the act was uh, the episode we decided to do. Originally slated uh, to come out when Modern Family wrapped up their series finale. But instead, it's like six weeks later. But instead, here we are in the middle of May. <laughs> um, before we get into the video, it's, it's a Dicer Watkins script, by the way. Jonathan and I wrote on this. Before we get into the sins and such, um, I watched every single episode of Modern Family. Uh, I re- I really, really enjoyed it those first, probably I'm going to give it three or four years that I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then it just, it, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the writing or just aging children. Aging children can be difficult sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they're trying to figure out who they are, both as human yeah. beings well, and as yeah, actors. Manny got, Manny got genuinely creepy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I that's, mean, but that's not a negative thing about him, like his appearance no, or anything actor, like that. It's just, great. yeah, it's just the character um developed into kind of a weird place this this cast is really good though and i actually kind of liked the finale i thought the finale was nice um but yeah no it definitely it it started getting it wasn't as good for sure but i but i think this is one more than a lot of sitcoms where if if the the, this cast the cast itself is what i think got you through it if you made it yeah uh, because they're just so good together. They feel like a real family. Yeah. Um, you they, know, they with probably, some sitcom elevations to them. Yeah, they've probably developed into that. Danae, I know you watched this show, at least at the beginning. Did you fall off? And if so, when? Ooh, I don't remember when I stopped watching. Um, I think it was definitely before the kids started to age quite a bit. So, like, I totally missed any of them having children of their own. So, I, I, I think I know that um, one of the daughters had a kid, maybe. Yeah, that's fairly mm-hmm. recent, though. That's just the last couple seasons but yeah okay yeah i fell off way before that you know maybe it was when um oh okay i don't remember any of their names i gotta go look it up (laughs) it was long enough ago (laughs) that you have wiped it from your memory yeah ted bundy's wife it's it's, uh it's not ted bundy (laughs) Bundy. that would be a serial killer (laughs) (laughs) you're watching a different modern family (laughs) you know what i'm talking about yes yes al Al bundy out of all you pick that one. I thought that oh, was yeah. Cool. Al Bundy. Yeah. Well, this is oh, why I you guys love it. Ed Bundy. I don't even know where I got that from. Well, his his real name is Ed, right? Ed o- oh, that's Ed right. O'Neal. Ed O'Neill. Yeah. Yes. So. Um. Anyway, that couple that they had maybe just had a kid. That's okay. how. Ed, that's oh yeah, Joe. So that yeah, I mean, you made it a little ways. Yeah, you made it a few seasons. I don't remember. I don't remember a lot about uh, like it enough to keep going. I remember feeling the same thing that we've talked about before, which is when a series starts to sort of stretch and maybe tries to find new ways of of getting creative and finding their magic and forgetting where the original magic was. Um, but for me, uh, my husband and I like to watch this one together because we are Claire and Phil. So, <laughs> you know, I it's, funny, see that. it's funny you say that and then immediately people are going to assume so much about your marriage based on this series that <laughs> you're going to have to yeah, let, let us know when Iris walks in on you mid thrust. Yes, okay, yes, exactly. Uh, that is the episode we decided to do caught in the act. I do think this is one of the the episodes when the show really was kind of hitting on all cylinders. The writing here, you know, is is great. 
great. They've they've kind of figured out what they're uh, what they're doing, and it's a fun premise. So certainly not without sin, though. Uh, so we we did the video. Danae, since you didn't write on this, uh, what are some of your thoughts on the video? I didn't remember this episode until it got to the part where the daughter was you know uh, washing her eyes out in the sink, <laughs> and then remembered that moment and that brought a smile to my face and um but it was interesting too because you know again you're putting on the sin lens and you're thinking about the things that don't work and the c plot with uh cam and making the stain on the floor or whatever and just how kind of silly all of that is Uh, that that's kind of the fun of the show in a way is this sort of forced drama that just is ridiculousness and cam uh that relationship always seems to have that like dramatic edge to it that their huge issue is they're really superficial but then they're also really deep at the same Mm -hmm. time so there's always some kind of a shenanigan over there but there's a lot of people in the show a lot of relationships to kind of touch on um so yeah i I enjoyed watching the the sins video uh quite a bit i had a, a nice little uh chuckle several times like the phil and claire tango and all the different ways of describing the awkward you know walk in but then also being like where why wouldn't you have turned your head or like all the things mm-hmm. that were pointed out in that moment um if you want me to just go right into the sins that i like yeah yeah no that's great go ahead well and i want to know like the because you know they obviously because of the sensors they have to have the sheets over them but like what an awkward like those sheets are not on them in real life because <laughs> oh yeah how would no, you if... keep them on you you know like you'd have to be purposely holding a sheet while you were thrusting or whatever yeah so. it's like it's almost like they were both if if it was real life and they they would be like pulling them up over the top of them to sort of like uh i'm guessing doggy style in a fort is what they were going for <laughs> which yeah. if you're phil i think that probably is a thing he likes so <laughs> yeah probably or, or apparently justin hughes <laughs> That's right. Uh, I told you suck it on Twitter last night. That was fun. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> um, I really, really enjoyed Jeremy's delivery of like treasures buried in the dying noise cliche. Uh-huh. That's a new one mm-hmm. sort of popped up that um that was a really fun timing. Uh the knock knock joke was um hilarious. Who was responsible for the knock knock joke? Uh, that Karen, was that was me. Yeah, sorry. I'm in your you mom. Should ashamed, yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am very ashamed. I laughed, I laughed so hard at that though. Um, so congratulations what was it? I'm in? there. Knock knock. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in your mom. Yeah, that's that's what it was. And then you added, "That's what your mom said," or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is funny because I've tried to get it. That's what she said. Like I tried to be creative with it. That's what she said a few times, and uh, it always got knocked. It always got taken out, like by Chris or somebody. So I finally gave up, and then Aaron got one. In. Well, I, I so... hope I hope you were able to use it for your Mother's Day. Uh, that knock knock joke with your mom. I hope. Gross! Uh... <laughs> what? the hell dude (laughs) made it weird so um speaking of like uh that's what she said your mom like that weird awkwardness i just reminded me of something my husband and i were joking because he's he really loves the office and so Mm -hmm. like it's very michael scott in some of his humor where he'll just say things and it's always sort of like like if there's anything mildly sexual that i say uh he'll be like yeah that's you know like just that whole Mm -hmm. thing and it drives me crazy so he's also kind of like barney yeah it does oh it's (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but, uh-huh, exactly. I'm just like, I just want to have a conversation that doesn't have undertone. And I, I said something along the lines of, 
oh, it is so hard being married to Michael Scott. He goes, that's what she said. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't even make sense. And he's like, no, but, it, but, but, but you said hard. You said the word hard, so it must make sense. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my life. That is very <laughs> Phil. That is very Phil, by the way. And the other thing I really loved about this one was the TSA officer stuff. Yeah. Uh, even even going down in the comments, I don't want to take anyone's comment for the comment section, but Stephen Har- uh, Harrow's said something really fun about being a TSA officer. Did you guys see that? Mm-mm. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Read what he said. Because, yes, as a TSA officer, I'm glad someone finally realizes that we don't want to touch you or go through your stuff. Get stuff out of your pockets and stop packing all the crazy stuff. <laughs> and then... uh Jeremiah says, tell us, have they ever actually found any uh, t- terrorists during baggage, x-rays, and metal uh, detectors? And Stephen says, you'd be surprised at how many guns are, quote-unquote, forgotten to be in bags. People try to sneak all sorts of foolish and dangerous things through every day. You've probably been on a plane with someone on a watch list before and never knew it, but they get specialized screening. Um, so then I went on there and commented about the time that I forgot that I had a pocket knife with me. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's very <laughs> and to easy to actually get put on a watch list. It's not, it's not hard. Oh, I, I, and so then this person, Steven replied to me and said, sure, you forgot. Like, it was just fun. No, like I've had friends that like they had a knife, like my father-in-law, um, he always, he had a pocket knife on an old keychain. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he just didn't, he forgot that he usually threw his keys in his luggage and he just forgot to do it. And, uh, you know, they just took it away. I don't think he got put on a no flight list, but depending on the person that stops you, uh, you can be put on a no flight list pretty easily. So, I mean, not a no flight, uh, whatever you call that, a uh, warning realized, or whatever. Yeah. I realized it was with me before I even got on the line and I threw it in a trash can that yeah. was out kind of in like the main area. So, but still bummer to lose my pocket knife that I really enjoyed. If, if you're ever looking for a pocket knife or a corkscrew or uh, a <laughs> file, yeah, just just look in the trash cans right outside of uh, the TSA. Because uh, sure- my hoodie that it, and my pair of shoes that I had to throw away to get my bag down to the correct weight. Oh, that's the worst. The worst. Literally had to throw away my clothes. You know, so you didn't, so you didn't have to pay like twenty bucks or whatever. It was like fifty. Oh wow! Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> anyway, so that was kind of fun. Uh, a fun side effect to videos oftentimes for me is the conversations that happen in the comments. And that was one of them. So, well, I was so glad to see it because I, f- I really do find that joke a little bit. I mean, I, I don't get offended, but it's, it's a little bit inconsiderate, right? Like the idea that TSA agents, because they see Sofia Vergara are going to cop a feel or something. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's very Jay though. Like yes, Jay yeah, would make the that character. comment. I mean, yeah. I guess that's, but, 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 but we're going to send it because you know, yeah. that's what we do. Somebody uh, else pointed out in the comments yeah. though, that it might've been because she's Colombian. Well, then, no, that, yeah, we weren't going for that. Well, that's not, <laughs> that's not that what I wasn't thought. the intent. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, what do you got? Um, I just like the, you know, we, you were talking about the cam and um, Mitch subplot. That's like, the, I think the weakest part of the show. And we, we send that quite a bit. So I liked all that stuff that we jumped on that for. Cause that seemed a little, just, I don't know. That seemed like we got to have cam and Mitch doing something. Yeah. So let's just do this. Although I will say the funniest part of the show for me is when they're at the uh, swarm, swarm place at the end. And the guy says Mitch, and then Cam's like, "Oh, he knew your name." <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. That's funny. <laughs> that was like a great. That was a great like ending note, you know, for the episode. Yeah. But no, so I enjoyed all that, and then just um, the I, I did like that I got the line in there. I'm not sure why Gloria's head isn't good enough. Yeah. Uh, parents on computers. 
Um, and this was definitely me because I don't know. I, I, I think it's so funny when people are so weird about when they eat dinner, but I was like, eat your fucking dinner at 5.15 and shut up. Like, what were they complaining about? That was the worst thing about that subplot was it was like, you had a reservation. Like, I know. None of this needed to happen. It almost feels contrived. Yeah, almost feels contrived. Yes, but um, yeah, no, uh, that also, was insane. And then there's a little bit of that subplot that has to do with my uh, keeping tabs too. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was a really fun one to work on. I'm glad it's finally out there. I'm glad people are actually still watching it, even though it's kind of uh, you know past the past the point of when we wanted to release it. But uh, the only it still works really well. The only things you guys uh, didn't mention that I had written down uh, were the uh, also known as parenting line. I really yes. liked. I thought that was good. Uh, and then just the idea that when this came out oh so many years ago phil says the line it's like you're shaking hands but not using your hands at all like how is that not exactly what we're going through right now so like (laughs) it's just like i i couldn't believe it uh we're finding that a lot isn't that interesting we've actually like we've made there's been many things where that's popped up in various things so that one is just yeah. so specific, though. It kind of blew my oh, mind. Oh, yeah. No, that one was dead on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to How I Met Your Mother Slap Bet, except for no slap bet. Uh, <laughs> this was a Hughes Watkins script. Uh, and uh, again, I, I don't watch How I Met Your Mother. Um, but uh, Jonathan, I think you watch a little bit of it, don't you? Yeah. No, this is like if like if we're talking about like we were talking about this with the Archer episode last week. If we're talking about like like your personal favorite uh sit episodes of a sitcom like this is a goat for me like this is in the conversation like i love this episode this is my favorite how i met your mother episode by a long shot what's wow. interesting about wow. it and what what we have to address right off the bat i wasn't is- yeah and I, I know danae hated it so that's <laughs> no but um off the top we have to address you know because it's in the comments you know it's called slap bet, yeah. but you didn't talk about the slap bet you're just dealing with the one-two punch of an episode where the thing that it's about isn't what it's titled, but also mm-hmm. the title became a thing that the series is about. And so it's this weird, you know, the slap bet continues for my understanding from what I've read. It does. It continues for a couple more seasons. But it's not really in this episode. So there's not really no. a lot to talk about it. Uh, it's kind of like the the trivia game. Um, I mean, we did we did get into the trivia thing because it was so much. But that's the but we didn't really get much into like the Friends episode with the trivia game. That one's actually called the one with Phoebe's embryos or something like that. Yeah, right. Which the trivia, but the trivia game is what is what everybody talks about. Just like in this episode, I think what most people talk about is the outstanding uh, reveal that uh, Robin is a former teenage pop star candidate, <laughs> which is just one of like I, I still remember seeing this when it aired, and I think that's why it stuck with me because I still think that's just that's a great reveal. Like, because there could have been so many things that could have been her secret. And like, you're just not expecting that. And then they made a song out of it. And then the Robin Sparkle storyline continues. Uh, You find out that she did a couple other videos. Alan Thicke plays himself. Uh, She did a video with Alan Thicke (laughs) uh, in a later episode. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of they they, so they get a lot of mileage out of that, too. And but 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 like a lot of these things, both of those plot lines are funniest in this specific episode. Yeah. Uh, They kind of lose their luster. uh, And like a lot of sitcoms when they when they go back to the well too many times. So today, was there anything about this episode and watching it that made you like the show more or like the show less? Nope. I am not just not a I think I'm I think I'm watching it too late because I might be Barney Barney really pisses me off like yeah he's kind of like a Michael Scott where maybe that 
um, offensive character was sort of fun to grow into as the show released or to kind of like find those qualities. But when you're not watching the show every single episode and there's just there's just a part part of his personality. I think the actor in that scenario, though, if you watch the entire series, I think the actor is what helps that character work for people. Eh. Because Neil Patrick Harris... I mean, Neil, Neil is great. Yeah, no, I, I, know, is- I know you're not knocking Neil. And just like we weren't knocking the guy that played Manny. But I know what you're saying and, and watching. I mean, and he, I find Barney less funny the more I go back to the show. Horrible. Um, he's horrible. I, I, I like him in the role, but I know what you're saying. I, he's not nearly as funny. Uh, I just fuck this show. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like I think the other part of of doing any kind of show where there's all these relationships that you're just kind of missing out on is that you don't um don't really understand what's connecting them together because you lack all of the mm-hmm. back, the background and the the shows and stuff. And this one for me was really really strange. The the sin that I wanted to like that I tried to kind of fight for was that um you know she's supposed to be this commissioner person for this slap that it happens but to me there was already like a breakdown in the rules because um both of the both uh, the lead writer and the shadow on this one were like well it could be explained this way and i'm like yeah but for someone who's watching it i just the way that the whole slapping thing happened she technically didn't say something the first time and she technically didn't mm-hmm. say the second like so there wasn't like a consistency for me then it was brought in that like later on it works itself out so i i didn't like the sl- I mean, who slaps their friends that's dumb <laughs> like so that bothered me um and th- but then the 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 i guess the crowning moment of this is just the ridiculous reveal of this song which i hate to say got stuck in my head and i oh, super yeah, like I, I super liked the song i super liked seeing the actress be able to just do this over the top 80s 90s pop star moment um i kind of got into it and i really wish we could play the whole song on our channel just so that we could almost rickroll everyone because this should be the rickroll this should more people should know about this song i had no idea it was coming i had no idea it was about to happen and that that needs to change we need to make sure that we this is the new thing i just have it has to happen i need everybody to get on board yeah those are the two moments that i really that the two moments the payoffs for robin and then the payoff with the slap bet or i think why i like this episode so much because mark i know the slap bet is silly and i get that most people would not slap their friends but that moment where marshall slaps barney where i took that that was i think that's hilarious but maybe that's just me (laughs) uh i enjoyed just so so much shaming in this episode like Mm -hmm. and and that's the part about barney that makes me crazy there's transgender shaming there's ageism there's virgin shaming there's canada shaming and porn shaming and boob shaming there's every kind of it's all of that coming from one character yeah so um that was really yeah no i mean it's just not it's not fun to it's not fun to watch when every few minutes you're like okay that's just I mean, he's a terrible person, but what I don't understand for some people when people I'm not and I don't know what you think of shows like this, but like, for instance, like Seinfeld, I mean, that all every main character on Seinfeld is a horrible person. I mean, I don't I don't watch that one. I think I think a lot of it's obviously humor evolves and things like that. Um Outside of Barney, like, like this episode is about also a boyfriend that's not able to handle the fact that his girlfriend doesn't want to tell him something about her past. And so it's like him going around to all the friends and breaking oh, confidence yeah. and trust. And so there's just I think a, Ted I has aged weird. worse than Barney, to be honest. Uh, Ted is a pretty bad main character in a lot of these episodes. <laughs> 
And thankfully, this episode isn't a lot about him. So I think that helps also. Well, any, um, anybody who wants to sit their kids down and tell them about all the details of their in, entire well, sex you, life. You give every detail about Barney. Like he's telling his kids about Barney. Like we're seeing yeah. Barney. I mean, you have to you have to remember that, too. I mean, that's another interesting thing about the show is we're seeing everybody through his perspective. He's yeah. the one telling the story. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. weird. Anyway, it's not my favorite to do, but I'm glad that the audience. Yeah, to yeah, be liking for it. sure. Yeah. I was going to say this also, which we didn't really send it because there wasn't a really good moment to send there. But the uh, another great running joke from this show starts in this episode two, where Marshall tells Ted he has to lawyer her. Uh, that that becomes a a big running gag uh, throughout the show. As they always, that's just I don't know. Another fun note to mention. Uh, on to the sins for the episode. Uh, I'll start uh, since you guys wrote on it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it starts right off with the uh, has as much narration as Outlander has sex and well narration, which I thought was great. Uh, 30 minutes later, you have fruit pancakes. Uh, I thought that whole section was hilarious. And Danae was right. Danae told me people would get pissed about that, and they did. So. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, really, I had that I had that feeling, you know, like I'm reading it. I'm like, dude, I love this. Prepare yourself. Gird your loins. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she asked me if I knew that there were other things other than fruit. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, and I asked <laughs> her if there was a way to rewrite it. And she said, no, keep it as is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just prepare yourself. <laughs> by the way, if they were crepes that had like meat in them or those kind of things, like sausage crepes, which I've seen, yeah. I mean, just come on. Just that's that's all the sins in the world right there, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. That's just <laughs> sure. dumb. Um, all right. Now you can be mad at me, too. See, I'm, we're just trying to make everybody mad at all of us. Uh, I also liked the uh, the shaming uh, sin skills are going to have to go up a notch after uh, the three shaming sins mm-hmm. in a row. Uh, I thought was good. Um, the uh, um, no, it's not. Ted, you send that waffle back. Uh, thank you for the shout out to all of us who need permission to tell the waiters they got our food wrong. Uh, I really, uh, I really <laughs> Danae, appreciated Danae that. Made that one better i had written something and danae was like i think this will make it better and she was right (laughs) (laughs) and then finally uh i'm guessing there's a boot a zero percent chance really made me laugh to hear jeremy go into the (laughs) canadian accent for a second uh that was a lot i actually wrote that i don't know if Simpson listens to us but our friend jeremy Simpson, who lives in somewhere i I don't see in toronto i can't remember he's in canada but um i thought vancouver but it's all you yeah know. maybe it's vancouver but he made a he tweeted about something about how nobody really says that which i'm sure they don't so i purposely put that in there to, <laughs> <laughs> to troll him oh, yep. no <laughs> as somebody who grew up in michigan yes they do they absolutely <laughs> pronounce their o's that way at least they did when i was growing up and we'd go over to sarnia or wherever, wherever across the border maybe it's an ontario thing i don't know but they absolutely 100 <laughs> percent talked that way uh they were out in a boot in a boot uh and we definitely heard that a lot so yeah so sims are you're wrong what am i doing did i take pain medication why am i so mad at people today uh all right uh what did you guys uh want to bring up uh from the video that i haven't mentioned um uh i really had a good time with the cinnabon one because i was sort of trying to reference my ridiculousness and eating half of a jelly bean making fun of myself Mm -hmm. for being the kind of person who would split a cinnabon um so i kind i kind of channeled the uh shock and hatred of everyone who gives me shade about how i eat sweets (laughs) to that one and um can i just say I mean, Cinnabons are big, though, right? There's a little bit of difference between well, splitting a Cinnabon and splitting a jelly bean, you know? Like, I feel like you're trying to let yourself off the hook for the jelly bean. I right? don't know, dude. I mean, like, I don't split a donut, though, with people. <laughs> right. Like, 
I mean, Cinnabons are no bigger than donuts. Cinnabons I mean, I are three times be. the size of donuts. Some of them, not all of them. Oh, like the Cinnamon. I'm with Jonathan on this one. <laughs> I've eaten like four Cinnabons before. Like, I don't I also liked playing with the idea of inserting our own uh, reaction, audience reaction track on this one. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I had that written down. Yeah, that was a good one. You're talking about when he, the thing about him saying awe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. I also kinda... liked where you wrote the thing about keep fucking her till Barney does. That was perfect. That one shocked you. That's one where I figured people would like think that you wrote that one, but I only know that that happened because you're the How I Met Your Mother guru, and so you've you've kind of caught, yes. brought me up to speed. Did so you? I'm a ninja, and I know a lot about How I Met Your Mother. That's, did you see my contributions you, to life? Did you see in the the uh, comments that that somebody was 100 percent sure I wrote the virgin shaming uh, joke? <laughs> i'll tell you about the shaming jokes that's funny but like i kept i like i wrote like three and i'm like there's like there's a lot of fucking shaming i mean there's just like it's crazy like this is ridiculous I wrote, and, I wrote several too in fact yes. we both we both wrote one about the boobs uh yes. mine was like uh shaming the a cup like shaming the size because it's all about like yeah everybody's got to have big boobs it's like what about i mean why are we shaming boob size and so <laughs> then we flipped it around because it actually worked quite a a number of revisions just to get the shaming thing yeah uh, well we wanted it to be it, it turned out really great though Jonathan. yeah and we cut i what happened i remember this too yeah because we cut a, we cut a sin that was in between some of them and when we cut that we actually had three in a row yeah so since we had those three in a row we we changed we got rid of the once other again couple. this episode is littered yeah. with shame all yeah, but we did we character. did a cup shaming was definitely Ugh. a sin that hit the cutting room floor but uh mm-hmm. not because it was bad but because it just didn't work with what like i said a lot of this has to do with the flow like you know interrupting the flow of the script uh sure i know we've talked about that before but yeah yeah well overall great job guys uh i i laughed a lot uh so well done uh let's move on to music video sins megan the stallion hot girl time to talk about the human twerkipede let's do it (laughs) that was awesome uh i don't want to talk about this song I just, I, after we talked about Hot Girl Bummer last week and just like, yeah. I just, I'm going to end up saying a lot of the same stuff. Um, I just. Oh, this music video is shocking. Um, <laughs> I definitely, definitely really had to just, I mean, songs are really incredible. <laughs> huh? Thongs. Thongs. You know, they, they, they are such a little amount of fabric that covers so much at the same time. Does it? <laughs> It's such a weird thing. And it's funny because we're going to talk about thongs in the near future about another thing that we're writing on. And thongs come into play for that one, too. This is I've never watched someone twerk in slow motion until this (laughs) video. So (laughs) I guess thanks for that. Are you talking about the um, what was it? The um, twerk off the epic ass battle of 2019. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was... Barrett, Barrett wrote some great stuff on this one. This was when I was watching the edit. I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah, <laughs> really. All... This is really funny. Uh, I, I was dying during the double twerk move, deciding the governor of California. That whole section yeah, yeah, yeah. was just yeah. so funny. And you you know mentioned the human torquipede and like. Mm-hmm. But it... that was like that one was like in the style of almost Steve Irwin. It sort of had that vibe to right, it. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, so rare to see this out in the wild. Yeah. Uh, I also like man Nicki Minaj. I mean, like it, it gets it's gotten to the point now where it's like try to name a song she's not on, and like I don't even know how she has the time. 
or the energy to do all this, man. She's in so many songs. It's kind oh. of impressive. And it is impressive. I mean, I, I actually kind of dig her quite a bit, but uh, uh, it's not necessarily my favorite type of music, but uh, it's always it's always entertaining. But yeah, I agree with you, Aaron. This song, I mean, I, it's just, it's not it's not for me. The, the song is horrible, but I'm glad it exists because now we have this video where we also like learn about all of these twerking things. There's yeah. so much, there's... There's like the rumble taint maneuver that we learned about. Um, half her titties out. Like, we're just like what? Well, and Barrett and I, Barrett and I, have this joked is like, what am I watching? I'm, I I'm concerned with watching like horror movies, and then and then this is just like in my dreams. <laughs> Barrett and I have joked about how you can get tired of watching um, ass, and uh, yeah. so I thought that was great that he put us. Well, it was in so here. good. Yeah, it's like we did a. We did a city girls video one time and we talked about that because I mean it's just like you know you're just like yeah I mean, they're, like they're, beautiful, almost, they're beautiful women but it's like come you on can, you can almost hear the way that he's delivering it where he's just like okay okay he's, he's like, okay okay and it, it, we're like the problems with twer- twerking too close to the grass gr- the gas grill that's just really good information mm-hmm. for a number of reasons and it's like that's just yeah, so like funny Iris, and then Iris should watch this she could learn a lot from no, that I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. have her watch it later on and then like at the very end, you've got these two women who are like basically half off of chairs with just their asses in the air. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is this is Olympics of ass twerking. I've never seen anything like it. Anyways, I feel like I've learned something today and I just want to I want to thank Barrett. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, video. You made me hate butts, you know, like <laughs> you did. And the also, impossible. we know, we just, we know that's not butts. Megan. No, 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 no. I, I think this, this is this is like a next level of appreciation for butts. That's it's not easy to do. Yeah, but there's so I'm I'm just saying it it can be both things, right? Like it can be oh, oh. next level of appreciation and also okay, I'm tired of it now. Uh well I'm I'm glad, Danae. I'm glad that you didn't, you know, reach your fill of butts. I'm glad you're you're still loving oh. the butts. More butts. Oh. Bring on more oh. butts. I'm just saying yeah. I'm not saying I'm just saying it's understandable. I remember after I saw Showgirls when it came out in ninety five, somebody was asking me about it and I my comment was I never thought I could get sick of seeing naked breasts. <laughs> And then I'll I found you, out when I watched Showgirls, I could let you know if it, if you know I grow tired of of the butts. Maybe I'm just I'm new to twerking. Let's just I'll be very honest and open with you. you never After know. this video, I was inspired. I thought I can do this, and so um, <laughs> I threw my hip out, and I have an appointment with my chiropractor. But yeah. you know, there's did still you, time. Did you cancel that? Did you cancel that Amazon order of the dozen thongs they had on sale? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. I just added some Epsom salt to the order. Nice. <laughs> Uh, and like one of those massage balls that you can kind of like wrap around to your own back. <laughs> I did that. Nice. I'm all in. Uh, it reminds me in a weird way. Uh, I was ta- having a conversation with somebody about uh, getting desensitized to butts. Uh, we've been watching a lot of Naked and Afraid. And there's so many butts in that show. You know, and people are walking around naked. I do not know they, how you watch that show. And they don't, you know, uh, blur the butts. They blur, blur below the butts because sometimes stuff yeah. you know, sneaks in from the back. Angles. Yeah, angles. That. That show is just so unhygienic. I don't know how you want. <laughs> well, I'm not. I mean, I'm not the hygiene hygiene police. Uh, I lick desks. No, I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> but only once. <laughs> but only once. <laughs> you make it sound like it's something you do every week. What? What did you say? <laughs> I lick desks. Oh, I thought you said I licked that ass. I was very confused. <laughs> and then Danae's like, only once, and I'm like, how does Danae know this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was weird that Aaron would say that, so I was just kind of letting it go. Uh, but only that well, one time, off- Aaron. <laughs> in the 
off and then they, then they installed anybody, windows <laughs> the off chance that anybody else misunderstood i'm kind of glad we clarified so <laughs> maybe we should just move on on let's move on now uh all right let's move on to the cinema sins videos for the week we'll start with lemony snicket in a series of unfortunate events uh this was a hugh scott script so danae and jeremy writing on this that is a fun combo by the way i have found that that combo produces some outstanding videos i agree thanks good work um yeah i i don't remember this movie i know i saw it when it came out and i think i just flushed it from my memory um which is saying something for a jim carrey movie because i'm a huge jim carrey fan yeah uh but i just i didn't i just didn't enjoy it i just like wasn't i was just not having a good time watching the movie even with jim carrey in it and i don't yeah i don't know if it was at a time where i was just like i'd I'd rather go back and watch ace ventura or you know cable guy or something that i already know and love than to see i don't know his shtick didn't work for me in in this movie what did you guys think um i uh well i will say it's interesting that our second movie this week is halloween and uh this is the most disturbing of the two <laughs> but um no my daughter and i read most of these books together last summer and then we watched the movie and i had never seen it before and even though i just saw it last summer i didn't remember much about it so i'm kind of like you mm-hmm. but within less amount of time to think about it it's pretty forgetful and it does this weird thing too i hate when movies do this and the the tv show actually neil patrick harris speaking of him uh, is pretty good on netflix if you're interested in that what the tv show did was it did uh it did each book over two episodes each whereas this movie tried to cram three books into an hour and 45 minutes or whatever it was, which was a terrible, terrible idea. And um, it also made things cringier than they were in the books. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like the marriage thing is cringy in the sense that like he's a bad guy and he's trying to do something despicable, but never in the book does it insinuate that she's going to be rubbing his bunions or whatever he says in the movie. Yeah. There's never anything sexual. (laughs) That's interesting because somebody actually like they quoted that part of the book. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember I that. thought that when they quoted it, there was something about her fulfilling her wifely duties or something like this. Yeah, Which, if you're a kid, you're going to read that one way. And if you're an adult, you're going to read yeah, that another way. But I, think you know? I think it specifically says in the book, I could be wrong. It's been a year, but it could be like, I think it was more like he would, he would, she would cook for him and stuff. But the main thing was he was obviously trying to steal the money. That was, so, that was the main thing. My husband and I went on a walk with our kid uh, after I finished the script and, and Justin was asking me, how was the movie? What'd you think of it? And I said, well, let me tell you this is a movie about a murderer who's trying to kidnap children for their money and marry the young ones so he has money he straight up kills people regularly throughout the film but they kind of just you know we're just gonna move Mm. over that real quick and then they try to jim carrey-esque it where you don't really like i was very confused as i watched it the first time not knowing where it was going to land is this going to be a redeemable character or, oh, he's just killed someone. Okay. So is he going to be redeemed? Oh, he just killed another person. Oh, is he going to be like, cause he's kind of playing yeah. into it. Like he's supposed to be funny. Like we're watching this and it's supposed to kind of be entertaining when it's not. And no, it's no, also, he's... it feels like a really mismatched uh, role for Jim Carrey in a way, because it's going to be like, it's, if it's someone who's quirky and evil, that that's like kind of like one thing, but like J- Jim Carrey's production is he tries to make it more entertaining and like animated with his jaw movements and his, you know, his mm-hmm. arms and just how he presents himself. And for several times I thought if this wasn't this movie, I think I would, I think I would enjoy his um, 
acting here and he's doing exactly what he should be doing he's a terrible person uh, and i i don't like him and that's what it should be but then why is this and you know this is a very dark kids movie or whatever and also it kind of falls apart in a way too where um and maybe it's falling into this uh, thing where if you read the books narrator maybe is somebody who's like learning as you go somehow but this the, the narrator lives in the future and is doing research mm-hmm. on what happened to the children and so when they say things when when the narrator says things like you know, me and my colleagues are trying to find out what happened but we don't know it's like no 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 you know yeah i love that just trying to way. like point out that you're, you're trying to build this sort of like false tension just don't say anything right now and it doesn't right. don't stop talking um does this thing like Princess Bride does where it sort of cuts out when the scary parts happen? There's a jump scare moment where this uh, fantastical snake pops out and like appears out of nowhere. And it's like this big open mouth. Horrible, by the way. Um, that's a great that's a great comparison, by the way. Princess Bride is a great comparison. Well, it's, Yeah. And just in that moment, because in Princess yeah. Bride, she's in the water and here come the eels and the mouth pops out. And then it cuts back to, you know, him and he's reading the book to his know a grandson or whomever and in this one you cut to oh sorry you know my typewriter just stopped working which by (laughs) the way at no point is the typewriter actually saying the words that are being spoken on none of that even matches up so it's just a weird like what is going on obviously there's supposed to be some mystery about this secret group that has telescopes and this bad guy and all that stuff and that could be really really interesting and kids don't live happy lives and there is something important about showcasing the darker stories that happen so that children have stories that can relate to their brokenness because that's real and i think that there's something there that's important but i don't know how i just don't know how to movie could have been done in in such different ways and yeah maybe they're trying to cram too much in uh, in one movie or maybe you know jim carrey's popeye-esque weirdness was just not flying for me but it was it was just a hard one to watch and be like oh yeah this makes total sense mm-hmm. you know it was it was kind of easy to just pick apart in yeah, my it's opinion. hard to pen, it's hard to pinpoint what doesn't work because you can have a dark kids movie that can be like harry potter's really good or like willy I, wonka and the chocolate factory something like that you know that that yeah. totally works kids fall in rivers and are sucked up yeah. tubes that are being sent to heaters and stuff or what they lick, boiling room uh, they lick snozberries off walls and trip yep um jeremy wrote a sin on this one uh this is like miss peregrine's tim burton presents harry potter and the yeah. uh, bfg spiderwick compass <laughs> i thought that was such a perfect kind of i don't know feeling about this sort of strange dark world that's just hitting like what you're quote-unquote supposed to do but really failing at helping me understand what makes these kids stand out besides you know i guess a photographic memory and being inventive at some points in time and then having sharp teeth yeah. they didn't do a very good job in the movie of really helping me understand yeah the no, they, they missed that. the mark when they when they did the adaptation uh or the even book, their the relationship with each fun. other because I think that they're probably trying to kind of express that, you know, they had made some kind of family for each other, even through a dark yeah. time. And I think that's a really valuable thing to think about as well. Um, you know, solving crimes sort of has, I, I mean, I loved Nancy Drew and like mm-hmm. kids crimes kind of stuff. That I loved that stuff when I was little. Um, you know, like the idea of somebody that's just my age or whatever can can be special and, and like 
save the world or save my family. That's a really that's a fun thing to kind of be able to just like press into. Um, and I also, it was also kind of a bummer for me too, because there were some visual aspects of this that I really enjoyed as well. So really it was just a story kind of not working for me. I, the music was fun. The visuals were fun. Um, feeling so gross whenever he tips the spittoon over and it's all the pasta coming out and just that split Ooh. second of wondering if it was spit. Sure. That stuff, that is the kind of fun, gross stuff you see in a kid's movie. But you know, when you're murdering people, <laughs> with leeches, you know, uh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit like, okay. <laughs> that, that spittoon with the pasta is pretty oh, much so summarizes gross. what I think of Naked and Afraid. So <laughs> if you want to go back? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, that is, that is really gross. I'm also glad you guys send Sunny because she is annoying as hell in the books too. Like that is just the most ridiculous character. I don't know why they have yeah. to have a baby sister, but uh, she's frustrating. I'm like an adult reading these kids books. I'm like, God, I hate this person. Like, what? <laughs> why is this person here? What, uh, what else did you uh, like about the video, Jonathan? Why don't you go through some of the sins you liked? Um, well, the 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 sin about the the children's attraction level, like the, yes. the narration there at the beginning. Reasonably uh, attractive. Who says that about kids? I oh god, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so that's going in my next erotic fiction novella. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was great. Um, the no shit just ask my penis was another favorite of mine. And I love that. I love when we can do the discounts where we're like so shocked that that person's actually in the movie. And this time it was Dustin Hoffman because you are yeah. like, what the fuck is Dustin Hoffman doing here? Like, it's like, why is he in this movie? Yeah. And Those then the glass house sent about Dustin Hoffman was also very funny. Um, I didn't know exactly. Did, I mean, Jeremy's. Jeremy's I, th- I think one? I said those were all Jonathan's. I meant to say those are all Jer- Jeremy's. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then um, I don't know. Aaron will probably mention that one, so I'll leave that one. But the, I loved the uh, I loved the sentence to the 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 lemonade. You guys using the iced tea commercial uh, where everybody keeps saying iced tea, and he's like, "No, man, it's lemonade." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved Badgers, 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 Badgers. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, I have, are there certain things when you're writing and you see a movie that you just light up when they happen on screen? For me, one of those things are board games. Whenever somebody's playing a card game or a board game or something like mm-hmm. that, my sin brain lights up. I love that stuff. So I was very happy to see somebody send the Scrabble, the fact that they could both just look at each other's did, Scrabble pieces. Did you write, did you do the Jumanji Yes. Were you on the Jumanji script? Yes. The original Jumanji, yes. the 95 in, one. In fact, uh, I wrote a uh, five paragraph sin about the the board game about yeah. the board game sins that we just cut down to some basically we cut it down to say I just wrote a you know five paragraph thing but here are all the sins from it and then I actually produced that sin as a separate video on my own YouTube channel so it's actually, yeah for for Sif Pop right yeah it's or, actually or it's Man. actually the most viewed video on Sif Pop <laughs> so so yeah uh, yeah because. I, I thought that was you. Yeah, I, I I remember all this now. All this is coming back. Yeah, yeah. You you definitely you you pay attention to the board games. Yeah, because you know why they have rules, and it makes it easy to go. You broke the mm-hmm. rules. You know, like so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same reason I get excited about when a time limit gets in, introduced. Yeah, into the yeah, story. exactly. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I was really appreciative to see the Scrabble stuff. Um, like to bite things and had sharp teeth. College girlfriend <laughs> joke was really funny uh all the lamp stuff lamp lamp lamp, lamp. yeah lamp. i figured uh, you would mention that so great uh absolutely wonderful the arrows sell it it's so good uh maybe don't always allow improv on your set uh was perfectly placed <laughs> uh the thrilling sequential order of locks 
I, for whatever reason, the phrasing on that slayed me. Um, yeah. Just ahead of hangnails and invasive species was another great turn of phrase. Um, and uh, uh, was Olaf always this Jim Carrey is such a great point and a great way to phrase that. Uh, the idea that it's like, obviously, you took a character from a book and you made him Jim Carrey instead of thinking, what is this character in this book and who embodies that the best? You yeah, because if, if you put the Grinch makeup on him, would you know? any different no no i mean it'd be the same it'd be the same performance i love jim carrey i'm not i'm not i mean he he's amazing but yeah i don't know it just didn't gel here for whatever reason maybe he shouldn't do kids movies i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's just too a little too dark for that i don't i don't know danae did you have anything else you wanted to to mention that we didn't cover I really liked Jeremy's uh, the seating in theater too, and then the, this joke killed before the pandemic. I thought that was yeah, just a fun one to throw in. Um, there's this moment, you know, when in, when he's sending the the state of the building and how dilapidated it was, and you know, comparing it how to in reality, none of this would fly. And then he says, "And now to the basement with actual lava in it." <laughs> Uh, I love I love Jeremy's uh, Jeremy's sins. In fact, almost every single one you guys have mentioned is his, and they're super fun. I love that he also said it's most fortunate that they survive this because there are several times it's just like, how are they even making it out of the situation? It's not really an unfortunate event. It's fortunate you're surviving this. I thought that was a good turn on his head. Um, I wanted to point out that Ghost uh, said in the comments, Jeremy is worried about Sonny's teeth after opening a can, so we shouldn't tell him about the part in the books where she sword fights someone with said teeth or mm-hmm. climbed an elevator shaft with them. Mm-hmm. And just was like, what even is this? <laughs> I, I, when Iris is like what? eight or nine, I highly recommend you grabbing these. They're 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 fun to read with your kid. I think I'll skip them. <laughs> <laughs> um they're Harry. I mean, they're kind of Harry Potter light, but they're but they're good. Let's move on to Halloween 2018 in the first week of May. Uh, so, as you might surmise, uh, this was uh, originally uh, ready Actually, to go was, and delayed. We a were bit. writing this at the same time you guys were doing Downton Abbey. <laughs> That's right. That, that, yep. That's very true. You guys were in town, and Chris and I were working on this, and you guys were working on Downton Abbey. Yeah, so so last Mm -hmm. fall, which makes sense. Yep. Um, But I am so glad we got around to doing this. Uh, I I am of the opinion that this movie is uh, all surface-level excellence. Like, there's a lot of surface-level like quality to it but once you start digging into it it's it's a pretty bad movie underneath the surface yeah there's 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 good things about it and we took we took a couple of sins off for those few things but uh it's a it's a good looking movie but yeah and it seemed to surprise people when i say this but no i did not like it (laughs) i have to say it was interesting because i did watch this one cool Um, i just had a feeling like this was gonna be okay Mm -hmm. at like a certain level of lameness that i could handle like (laughs) I don't know. Um, I've never watched any of his movies. I know the name Mike Myers, but I have zero context. So watching this Sins video where it's kind of ripping apart even this the previous show or the previous movies rather and like the choosing what to kind of keep in canon and not to keep in canon was, was really fun for me to watch this one get kind of ripped apart. Uh, there was a lot of really good things that were being pointed out as far I'm glad as you liked it the um ridiculousness of how any of this would actually work and i feel like i could tell like jonathan's passion for this 
type of movie or the, these movies in general was really coming through as far as, uh, yeah, this doesn't hold up when you start throwing water. Yeah. On it, this just falls yeah, Chris, apart. It, Chris and I were on about the same, we're on the same page. He, he said something about this too. I don't want to like, I don't want to steal anything he says. Oh, did Chris write, did Chris write some stuff on this? Yeah, he actually did. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, please do. Yeah, go for it. My name is Chris and I'm writing about, oh, is that <laughs> obvious? I don't have it pulled up yet. <laughs> Hello. Ashley, can I ask my one question though, real quick? Christopher. If we're talking about just our opinions on the movie, Aaron, have you seen the original Halloween? I have. Okay. Are you, do you like it? Well, I didn't. Or do you I remember it? I didn't make my Twitter handle after it or anything, but. Uh, but... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, that's that's also psycho to be fair. It's too. Same you're character right. Name no, you're movies. right. You're absolutely right. Um, I. I, uh, I I have a, a difficult relationship with slasher flicks um, because I don't understand the joy of the slasher dynamic. So I get why Halloween was popular. And when I watched it, it was several years after it came out. Um, but no, I did not personally but, enjoy it. But the but the original Halloween is not the original Halloween is what they I mean, it's more like a proto slasher, right? I mean, it kind of yeah. set some guidelines yes. for what like Friday the 13th and stuff did after that. Yes, but, totally. But I mean, Carpenter, Carpenter, that's the only one he directed. And I think Carpenter's really good with suspense. I, he is. I, I mean, Roger Ebert compared it to Psycho and compared Carpenter to Hitchcock. And yeah. I totally agree. I think I think Carpenter knows how to direct a suspense scene. Yes. As good as anybody. Yeah. And you can tell has. you can tell in the original Halloween yeah. that he knows what he's doing doing um i will say uh he also did the thing right oh yeah the remake of the thing yeah 1982 yeah yeah so i recently watched that for the first time mm -hmm. and this may shock some people kind of loved it um oh it's it's amazing it's in, it's an incredibly well done story and the difference between that and halloween is i'm dealing with uh the the gore or whatever is um it's related to me to the uh, the story, which makes more sense in that this is like an alien creature doing this as opposed to just kind of the manufacturedness of the spree killer kind of idea. Yeah. So I just I, I didn't connect to um, it seemed to be more Halloween no. seemed to be more about the violence and the thing seemed to be more about the story. But I don't know. I would, I would argue Halloween. I would argue the original Halloween is more about the suspense. Could be. Um, could be. And I maybe just can't and Jamie Lee Curtis order. is an amazing yes. uh, heroine in that movie. And I agree with you. A lot of slasher films are cheap and weird and they're just focused on the killings. And I don't really agree with that. But then you have stuff like Scream, which I think I don't know if you've seen Scream or like Scream, but like, you know, Scream's kind of like it. You know, it's a great murder mystery. Yeah. Well, as much and, as I dig meta, you you, you know, yeah. I have a soft place in my heart for the Scream franchise. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I think those those are those are the slasher films that stand out to me that they have something else to say. But yeah, just slicing and dicing. No, that's that's not that's not my thing. And that's what the sequels became. And I'll be honest, I don't really like any of the Halloween sequels. Yeah. Um, this might have been a little better than some of them. But it, like you said, it's just. It's just it's not a very good movie. It has a couple good moments it, and it has yeah. you know some uh some some interesting ideas but the interesting ideas it has it never takes the time to play with them or explore mm -hmm. them in any way. So, yeah. No Dyson, they actually make like hair care products and um vacuum cleaners and so if they ever decided to make some sort of you know chopping device for the kitchen they should call it slice and dyson mm -hmm. that'd be cool well there is a slicer dicer believe me as somebody whose last you name is dicer said that on a podcast you should have just gone and gotten the rights to it oh crap be so so rich so this is from chris he says i dislike the 2018 halloween it's way better than the rob zombie attempt it's got yes. weird canon issues but i think this may have been overhyped when it came out 
lots of people saying it was a return to the good form of a Halloween movie, and it just wasn't for me. There's a decently cool scene at the end with Lori in the house she had constructed waiting for years to kill Michael Myers, but even stuff in that just doesn't make sense. Everyone seems really satisfied that he's dead when they burn the place down. I hated the podcast characters they threw in, and especially since the story wipes out every Halloween except the first one, the legend of Michael Myers would not be as big as they made it out to be in the movie. They talk about him like a guy who's killed a bunch of people over a bunch of movies, but if you strip away all the others, he killed a handful of people on Halloween, and no one has heard from him since he was sent to Smith's Grove. There was anything I enjoyed rewind if there was anything I enjoyed rewinding and figuring out um, how we Huss's character died and Michael somehow got him all the way upstairs without Lori hearing it. Especially since she, just before she walks out to confront him, there is an image of Huss dead outside near the car. I went through it three times, if I remember correctly, and there was no good explanation that I could come up with. Very nice. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, he nailed it. But like, you know, and then we were, we, and he talked about that a little bit and we send a bunch about just how it was so ridiculous to me that um, anybody would want to cover him. Like he didn't do anything. He killed five people. And that's also the movie's fault for uh, choosing to ignore the sequels and be a direct sequel to the original. And then all, but then you're just kind of like, well, why would anybody care about Michael Myers? Other <laughs> <laughs> yeah. than people that lived in Haddonfield. Like yeah. he would, no one would even know who he was. By the way, I'll mention this um, now as a transition into the, the sins that, that I liked. Um, those podcast characters, do you remember this, Danae? Do you remember what their names were? Aaron, no. Aaron and Dana. <laughs> i didn't even think about that yeah we oh, got no. when this came out we had lots of people like was this was this based on you guys I'm, yeah yes Halloween yeah. 2018. I mean, they nailed those british accents are exactly how you guys sound yeah exactly you guys, you guys don't know this i actually hide my british accent every yeah. week it's true aaron wears aaron wears those scarves i do i do uh yeah no literally people were like oh aaron aaron and dana podcast network no. i know who that's i'm like no guys <laughs> come on so funny uh, uh other things i enjoyed in the video uh movie doesn't know how to lowball <laughs> that was really yeah. funny uh people still think adnan did it really made me laugh uh you know because that was such a craze uh for yeah, that was, you know, a little bit there um at least that kind of sandwich was a nice <laughs> run i enjoyed that uh, uh evil isn't was that, the, was that the one with the uh peanut butter on your penis yes yes it was so funny yeah it's so weird too it's, well, so, yeah, it's it a so weird, weird thing because, to say. Yeah, David Gordon Green directed this, and uh, oh god, who wrote the uh, Eastbound and Down? All of a sudden, his name escapes me. Who wrote this? Danny uh, Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're really like he's really funny, and like you could see like that scene where the characters makes that comment about the peanut butter on his penis, or the two cops talking about the sandwich. Yeah. So, but it was so weird because it felt like it was just thrown in. Yeah. Um, you know, for no reason. So I don't know. Sorry. And then, then the other, the other like movie trailer, like evil isn't practical. <laughs> I just thought that was, that was really funny. Uh, the pumpkin obsession lady, I thought was great. You know, they didn't have any yes. decorations inside, but a million pumpkins on the, on the porch. <laughs> the, those, those decorations, there is no way this town would celebrate Halloween the way they celebrate. Right. There's just no way. I uh, mean, like it, I said, this 
town would know who Michael Myers was. In the straight up, uh, you know, uh, fanboyism of the looking down shot was so well yes. delivered. The I, I need to change my shorts, I think is how it ended. Yeah, yeah uh, Jeremy read that perfectly. I didn't know how he was going to. I think I just put do this however you feel like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, see, it's cool because he's looking down. Like that whole thing. It was so good. <laughs> yeah um so yeah i had a good time with this video uh what about you guys i really loved the um out to the twitter handle i laughed yeah, at that I, one this has been so long since we wrote this i forgot about that and uh i and i did write that Kristen. but i um i called out myself but uh then somebody mentioned it on twitter uh last week you what, know after they saw the video and i was like oh i completely forgot about what you didn't realize is it, how much of a pervert it made you sound like um you know at least this one wasn't pervy yeah no i just i just thought that was great because people always ask me why I do the sam loomis thing so i just I, in this movie they just you know like who the hell like most people that watch this a lot of people are watching this for the this was the only halloween movie they had seen or if they had only seen the you know i don't know they just kind of threw the name around like it would mean something to everybody and yeah. uh and it, you know, I just, I just thought that was a good opportunity to make fun of myself. Yeah, it works. Definitely works. Also, I like specifically pointing out how many times that the movie falls apart when you think about how she would have been training for it. There's so, mm -hmm. there's a lot of sins around that theme, but I really liked all of them because it just sort of like picks apart. Like, why would she be standing where she's standing? Why would she be you know, doing what she's doing or pointing out how long it takes for the island to like move? It's like, we'll just stand here for a while and just go wait for it to move. So it just really <laughs> kind of, it uh, demystified the movie quite well, a bit. And, and how also stupid is that plan in the end? Like to trap him in that way. There's so many easier ways to to trap him than to like have to lure him and hope that you can make it back up the stairs. Well, like, and it just and it makes no sense. I mean, other than she survived something horrible, but it makes no sense why because since they took out the sequels, he's not her brother in this movie, which he would have been if they had included at least a couple of the sequels. Um, so you're, you're, you're trying to figure out why he's even coming after her. Like right. that scene, we didn't even mention it, but that scene where he sees her through the window and recognizes her yeah. 40 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Is just so dumb. And um, then you have the whole, the whole twist with the doctor, which is terrible by the way, but they had to figure out a way to get him to her house. And yeah. I don't know. The whole thing just, if you think about this for two seconds, I mean, it's worse than a cars movie. Like you, I mean, it just com completely falls apart immediately. The more you think about it, it's crazy. It was uh, my favorite murder call out in this one. I mm -hmm. obviously will always enjoy those. Um, I'm a dick on YouTube. Make sure you eat a sandwich was one of my favorites. <laughs> And uh, there was that sin about, um, you know, that he's mentioned it already, but I wanted to kind of like break this one open. And the two cops are just eating a sandwich real casually. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought this reminds me of Quentin Tarantino. And then the sin pops up and I was like, yeah! <laughs> I, was so proud of I wanted to eat that sandwich too. Like when he's sitting there describing that peanut butter and jelly sandwich and the other cops like gross. I'm like, no, dude, I want to eat that now. <laughs> Like where is my where is my peanut butter and jelly sandwich on whatever that bread was called? Well, I'm just a, I'm just a jerk all... on YouTube, but go eat that sandwich, man. <laughs> I just say like the one of the really good things about this was uh, there's a little there's a kid actor in this Jabril uh, Nantambu. 
he is just he is awesome. Yeah, we, we showed that scene with him and his babysitter play Virginia Gardner, who's also great, who they kill way too like, they kill her and like leave like really awful characters, you know, to to survive. But um there's that scene where he's talking about like, you know, if you were a good babysitter, you'd have me in bed right now. And instead I'm up here clipping my dirty ass to- toenails or whatever. <laughs> he's just hilarious. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to seeing him and other and other things in the future. That was one of the good points. So I was glad we got to take a son off for that. And uh, I also enjoyed the uh, we edited in Donald Pleasance from the original saying, you know, I shot him six times. <laughs> um, that was a, that was something I had written in there. And I was glad we were able to pull that off. Um, also, the whole thing with them moving him, um, Chris really jumped on that, and I thought it was brilliant. But the the hospital with a forty year containment streak should not be messed messed with. <laughs> like, why they were even moving him made no sense. And then they're moving him on Halloween or the night before Halloween, right? <laughs> like, you're just you're just you're tempting faith, man. Fate, fate. Oh, and then also us playing with the whole uh, they've redone that scene three times now with a character in a classroom, which is just such, like it's not even that cool of the scene in the original film. And right. it kind of made sense when they did the H20 when they redid it with Michelle Williams. But then you do it again. And it, so I was glad we could show that where we had all three of them, um, you know, up against each other, kind of pointing that part out. That was fun. This was a really fun one to work on. Probably my knowledge of the franchise made it more fun uh but um i have i have very good mem- uh, this was a really good one i'm glad it's finally out there for people to see i was very proud of it one Job. one point uh, uh aside before we uh we head on to the next segment uh michael smallwood who has a, a role in this mm-hmm. uh did you see the tweet that he sent i did i i comment i uh, commented and said i was glad he enjoyed it yeah he said in the ongoing story of my real life is weird i have now been sinned in a cinema sins videos as a longtime fan it's an honor <laughs> to earn my first sin and cool. uh yeah it was really cool and I think Jeremy replied, you are welcome, sir. Your performance was great. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. He's in that one scene and uh, Chris wrote that scene. And it was so, I remember that, I remember reviewing the script and that had me dying because it was just like, like the stethos- it was the stethoscope scene for, yeah. uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about. But, so, uh, yeah. uh, so give Michael Smallwood a follow on Twitter. His, his Twitter handle is at Mike Loves Gushers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about at Sam Loomis 22 or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At Sam Loomis 12. I am not the only Sam Loomis. Yeah, I was going to say, there's 12 before you, apparently. Um, uh, the 13 I created, that's my favorite number. But uh, there are, I have seen a few other ones, and there's definitely people that use his picture as their avatar. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I I talk. Wow. Uh, Is this how Aaron feels? 
when we're okay we're gonna try this okay. i just wanted to tell you about the survey again which is at cinemasense.com slash bts so go fill it out uh all right let's move on to keeping tabs the internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another ha ha oh jeez this is the most public yet of my many humiliations which can tell a story from putting together the Sins Week's content, uh, maybe a Google search, some strange research we did, uh, why we're on a TSA watch list, whatever the case may be. <laughs> uh, Jonathan's going to kick us off. What do you got? Yeah, I didn't have anything like super exciting, but I did research alpaca rugs, if I can get my thing. I researched uh, alpaca uh, fibers and rugs because that was the whole like the sub the the, the Mitch and Cam subplot right, right. on yeah, yeah. Uh, Modern Family. And I didn't really use any of it, but I was looking because there was nothing I could find definitive. But I did find that like they make a whole big deal about how. They don't think they can clean it. They don't think they can replace it because it's too expensive. And they and so instead they're going to pretend like the kids spilt it or whatever. And then it you know hilarity ensues. Um, but I did find out that you could actually get them as cheap as like three hundred dollars, even like that size. So but uh, so I don't even know how expensive that would have been. And honestly, I found out they're not that hard to clean. Like <laughs> you could just <laughs> you could get a cleaning crew to come in and clean it. It probably would have cost a couple hundred bucks, and yeah, you would have been good to go. You probably could have done it yourself just watching a YouTube video. And also, uh, you could just move the rug to where the uh, the couch is covering the stain. That's what uh, most people would do. And that's probably what they should have done. <laughs> I I would hope most people would just be honest, you know, just say or just be hey, honest. Oops. But I'm saying like if she, you know, she I mean, she could have done like, you know, she could have decided to do that. I'm just saying it was just such a it was such a ridiculous thing. And there wasn't anything I could really use. But uh, but I did spend a good 30, 45 minutes nice. just learning about uh, alpaca, how there's two different alpacas in the United States mm. and how how you get the fibers from each of them. And um, which that was actually kind of sad. And I didn't enjoy reading that part. Um, but uh, not yeah. that they're like killing them or anything, but I just, I hate that. Like, I don't know, like they're just shaving them like sheep and stuff, but I don't know. It just, for some reason to me that, that bothers me a little bit. It just, well, I, as somebody who just recently shaved my dog, yeah. um, was fine. Yeah. Great. Know. <laughs> you weren't trying no. to you weren't trying to like make a profit off of his body i don't know it, it's fine i mean you're not like they're not they're not like they're not like ripping hair off them or anything it's fine it was just like kind of well, i'm sure that they are not as as careful i'm sure they don't take like two hours to shave a yeah. small 30 pound dog sure, like, <laughs> when they do their alpacas and they do the 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 sheep they're very like aggressive with it there was so. a there was a manscape ad on one of our videos when i was pulling it up to watch it for this uh this show not ours obviously i'm talking about it was just like a it was a youtube ad yeah you just got to make sure you can tell the difference between the alpacas and the ted packas uh otherwise yes. you might be talking about a serial yes. killer Yes, I got you. The <laughs> alpaca bundies. Yes, exactly. Uh, what about you, Danae? Um, I was trying to figure out an outtake for How I Met Your Mother. And it's one of those super annoying things. I'm not built like Jonathan, where I can sit you there for like 12 seconds. You should be happy about that, FYI. Be like, you don't oh yeah, be that was such and such actor and such and such a movie that came out in such and such year. I hear an echo of a sound of a voice and then i have to try to identify the voice and then after that i have to figure out what movie it came from and as you know i forget the movies almost immediately 
So it's it, it actually requires some level of meditation where I sit still and I try to visualize. It's this whole thing. Anyway, this happened on How I Met Your Mother because there's this moment whenever um, Ted is thinking about them getting married and then she turns to him and says that she used to be a man. All I could hear in my, my mind was, um, I'm not a man, but I used to be one. That's all I could hear. <laughs> I could not figure out where it came from. And then after, I'm not even kidding you, I meditated, realized it was Robin Williams' voice. Then I had to figure out what movie that was from. And so uh, I started with The Birdcage, <laughs> scoured that one, couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, and then I was Googling the wrong thing. So they didn't have the phrasing exactly right. I, I just could kind of hear some of the words. It was very nebulous. Eventually, finally figured out it was from Miss Doubtfire. Couldn't figure out what scene it was from because I started with the moment whenever he, they were doing like the whole like uh, dress up moment. They're trying on the different costumes mm -hmm. and, and all this stuff. The matchmaker, matchmaker. That so then I'm I'm watching this whole freaking movie and I figure out where it came from and then I and then I got it in the outtakes. It's the most I've ever worked on an outtake. <laughs> you know, also Mrs. Doubtfire is like basically a documentary on divorce. It's perfect. Like it is, they yeah. just nail it. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly what divorce. No, is no, like. I don't know what you like. I, I a you don't want to be built like me. I assure you, it's it's not fun when the shirt comes off. Um, there's all kinds of movement and stuff, but um, that was weird. Uh, I had do the same thing. I, I I can't speak for like Chris and Jeremy. I know they're. I feel like they just kind of know stuff. Like they're really good with remembering dialogue. I think Aaron is to a point. Um, I'm bad about remembering exact dialogue though. I have to Google. Like I remember bits and pieces like you do, and then I'll just start typing away. And then yeah, a lot of the hard. times I find I find things I never would have thought of though. I, so I kind of like that I do that because it leads me too. to different things. Just uh, to give you, better. just to make sure you have an understanding, I didn't know the exact phrase. So I was mm -hmm. Googling things like used to be a man. <laughs> Higher voice to deeper voice, like just super. I bet you found some helpful. really helpful articles. You know, some instructive <laughs> articles. Yeah, I mean, a lot, there's like the uh, the people that put you on the no the the watch list or whatever. They're going to be like, oh, maybe she's thinking about some gender reassignment yeah, or something. Some was really super proud of myself when I found it though, because I knew it would be perfect. I knew what I was looking for. It and have well. her turn around and be like, I'm not a man, but I used to be one, which is straight kind of the the feel of that mm -hmm. moment in the show. Also, a line of dialogue, speaking of stuff that doesn't hold up, a line of dialogue that would probably not be in a 2020 movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least sure. not in that and not in that tense yeah it's it's uh it's it's i think you're right about that for sure i had a couple uh f that i that i could go with i'll just mention uh danae you already mentioned the treasure is buried uh the treasure is buried in the uh that is a joke that jeremy and i used to do in college like uh anytime there would be one of those moments we would look at each other and go oh. the treasure is buried in the like yeah, oh, exactly. That's cool. So I knew when I wrote that in there that he would nail it, because um, you know he has that's a sense funny. of where that comes from. Uh, and then the other one I'll mention is caught in the act. Uh, you know, I I didn't have to do research on being caught in the act because uh, I have I'm lived. So it. glad you're telling the story. <laughs> I have lived it Wait. twice. So um, yeah, here we go. <laughs> No, but you told you told. Do you remember telling me this story? Oh, I tell anybody that wants to hear this story. This story, I think. No, I know. You, it was the last. It was two sin we two sin weeks ago. Oh, you, okay. You and Jen, we were at dinner, and you uh, walked in on him. No, no, no. They <laughs> told the story, or he told me the story. It was our fault. We shouldn't have been there. doing that at the fun. at the restaurant. We shouldn't have been, you know, doing it at the table. But anyways, yeah. But it was yeah. <laughs> but it was just funny when I read the script when Aaron sent the combine over, and I was like, wait. 
I've heard this fucking story. <laughs> yeah. So the anyways, story. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The story about uh, the story about the the sibling who walked in and then yeah. you went out and put arm around him. That is a true story from my life. Uh, other than I was wearing pants, uh, I did put pants back on uh, before I went and talked to him. God. But I did go out to make sure he was okay. Like it's a, you know it's a thing that happens. But he was he was young. You know he's about six years yeah. younger than I am, and so he was a teenager at the time, and that was his sister. And you know it's just it's gonna be awkward but you have to just talk about it you and put your arm around them though. i That's did the part that of I'll... course yes oh yeah. my and i don't know if you want to you don't have to keep this dead if this is too much but like i just thought it was funny when you told that story my, the reason i remember that story so well is because you said after he saw you you finished <laughs> and then went and talked to him <laughs> like you made sure to point well, out what by other the way, choices are there i'm finish. sorry is there another choice no <laughs> I mean, at that point, what, I mean, you might as well. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, my God. I have never walked in on anybody, thank God. My sister walked in. My older sister uh, walked in on. Oh, wait. My mom listens to this sometimes, but she knows that story. But uh, <laughs> my older sister walked in on them. But uh, I've I've thankfully never accidentally seen anyone. So, yeah, I don't think I have, have you, Danae? Nope. Not that I know Yay. of. I mean, We're I might have not walking it. in club. Yeah. But uh, the other time was. Uh, um, a uh custodian on the cruise ship we were on walked in on us and i don't know if they knocked and we just weren't paying attention <laughs> but we just walked in i think so. you guys really have to lock doors and like well it was locked things. it was the custodian they have keys oh i got gotcha. yeah so i rem- i just remember i just remember hearing oh i'll come back later <laughs> the door closed. I remember. <laughs> I had a, a, a friend, a couple of our uh, friends of ours that are married. They uh, they got a hotel room, and they, you know they gave them the key. At this hotel, I don't remember where they were, maybe Vegas. And then they uh, they walked in the room, and there were there were two people in the room that they were supposed to be in. Uh, yeah, in mid thrust. <laughs> were they? So they had been given the wrong key, huh? They were having sex when they walked in. Yeah, they had been given the they they double they they double booked the room or they just gave them the wrong room number and wrong key or something. I, I don't know, but there were already two people in that room and they were just going to town. Like it was, <laughs> exactly. it was apparently a, it was a hard visual to get out of their heads for a while. It was huh, there was there might have been like food or something. I don't know, but uh. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the scene in uh, what's the what's the uh, parody of that? Is it in Hot Shots? That like has all the parody of all uh, the it's food. one of the hot shots. Or is it movies. Naked It might be the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. But what is that from? That. What movie is that from? That they're parodying? Well, it's from like nine and a half weeks, I think. Oh, right? it like, is. It is nine and a half weeks. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Uh, I have been walked in on, and that was a true story. And it's okay. It's okay, people. People have sex. It's a biological function. It's all right. You'll survive. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Going to take a look at some of the comments from the videos this week uh, that we wanted to highlight. Uh, I've got, I've actually playing the role of Danae uh, today. I have four of them. So I had five, but Danae already mentioned one of mine. So <laughs> but they're pretty quick. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you go first? Um, I just had a couple. They were both from um, Halloween and they were pretty quick. But I just I just thought they were really funny. One, uh, It was like the first comment. I think it was AJ Jinx said at this point, I think I'm the only person who didn't go to the Prometheus school of running away from things. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Which I just thought was really funny. I didn't know how not to mention that. And then later on, Princess Vanessa Annabelle Lockhart. Ooh, we're full of ourselves. Um, um, said, I see this movie went to the Hollywood school of wasting Judy Greer, which is very true. That's mm-hmm. another 
And I'm glad we send that in Halloween because Judy Greer gets wasted way too often. Yeah, she should lay off the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, is that not what we meant? Probably should. Probably I'm should. I'm know. sorry. I may have, she's I may she's have in Hollywood. I may have misconstrued. That's all they do. They just do drugs and have sex, right? That's, that's, what, that's what I found I out. I got to go to Hollywood. Danae, what about you? What are the comments that you saw? Uh, I've read several kind of as we've been doing the show here, but the one that I saved for the comment section uh, has disappeared from my screen. It's from Lemony Snicket from Lupus says the intro to this movie almost led my sister and her friends leaving all together the beginning of this movie it starts off as if it is an like that animated um claymation uh elf kind of thing and i actually was really confused when i was watching it too because i was like wait did i just start watching the wrong one and then it kind of goes you know, this isn't the movie you're going to be watching. You're going to be watching something depressing. So Lupus's uh, um, sister and friend got up in the theater because they thought they had gone into the wrong theater. And as they were about to like walk out, the narrator then kicks in and says, this isn't the actual movie they were watching. <laughs> this is Lemony Snicket. And they turned around and went back to their seat. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny that the movie trolled people. That so. is funny. That is funny. Uh, I had several. Um, I'll, I'll go through them pretty quickly. Uh, one is a correction that somebody corrected uh, a very obvious mistake. And I'm just saying, if you ever see this mistake in a video of ours, it's my mistake because I do this all the time. I called the fourth wall the third wall. And that's just something that my brain does for some reason. Uh, and so I think that was in the uh, Modern Family video. And somebody in the comments was like, it's the fourth wall, not the third wall, ding. I was like, yes, that ding is mine. Thank you. I, I will take it gladly. Uh, and then uh, the uh, one I thought was really funny was Slick Speed Entertainment says, is this guy a moth? He clearly likes pointing out how many lamps are in a single room. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> uh, and that was one of, By the way, that was one of Jeremy's favorite moments from that entire video he yeah. watched it when we edited it he would laugh every time he saw it well he came over to us and he was like hey you guys really gotta watch this yeah <laughs> really loved how that came together and then a couple discussions that happened that i wanted to mention amber says there are too many sins about the documentary crew for a show that has never once mentioned the documentary crew and it's 10 plus years on the air and my thing is that's the point amber that's why we're sending it they it is obviously a documentary they are talking yeah. to the camera there was somebody in the comments that said in the only time it looks like a documentary is when they're talking to the camera that's not true they look at the camera during a lot of those scenes just like the office mm -hmm. did um there are obviously obviously cameras there uh and that's yeah, what we didn't even talk about that that was another great thing about this video was that uh y'all that stuff you you i think and you mostly wrote these where like they're still in their room while they're getting dressed yes. and after they're caught yeah. the cameraman stays in there and films them having that conversation while they're getting dressed i mean think of this yeah you know it, and it happens in the in, office too. I mean, it happens in any of these where they're having. They, it's like they forget about the documentary crew. And I think in the the pilot for Modern Family, we even mentioned the original idea behind that. Yeah. That um, what was? What do you remember? What it was for? Which one? The Office for Modern Family? That the original idea behind oh, the documentary crew. No, um, I'm almost positive we mentioned it in yeah, the pilot. Though, if did. anybody wants to go back and watch that, but I don't know if it was something they said or if it was a fan theory. I can't yeah. remember. Uh, which it was. It seemed like it was like a friend from college or something that was, yes. you know, trying to to see what it was like to do a documentary. But I, I can't remember if it was a fan theory or what. Um, but I have been watching recently. Uh, I've started watching uh, what we do in the shadows. 
which yeah. is based on the Taika Waititi mockumentary about vampires. And what I love about that movie and that show is they never forget about the camera crew. Like they are nope. very, they make it a part of the show in a way that you've forgotten about the camera crew, but they haven't. And I love that because that's very smart to be ahead of the audience in that way. Nope. In the movie, don't they like? Do they do they bite one of the cameramen in the movie? Oh, <laughs> the, the, that documentary crew has lost several people. Yes, <laughs> over, yeah. the course, over the course of a couple seasons. That show is show. amazing. I'm glad you're watching. Uh, it is. It is really funny. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So uh, you know. So it, when you see a show that doesn't care to justify their conceit. You know, it really stands out. Uh, and then finally, uh, Alex Paul says, just want to say love that CinemaSins knew the difference between a serial killer and a spree killer. Um, and I think that is a, a distinction that I, too, was uh, was something I was glad to see, because lots of times people think of Michael Myers, at least in this movie, as a serial killer. And he's not. He was a spree killer and he just went on a killing spree. So that's a little bit different. I thought that was a good point. Yeah, we're weirdos. We know that's <laughs> that's right. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond! Somewhere beyond my wildest dream. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Let's chat about something else in the world of pop culture that we've uh, been taking on. Uh, I did mention what we did in the shadows. That was one of my possible, or what we do in the shadows was one of my possibilities. But since I already kind of said I love that, uh, I'm going to talk about Dave. This is a show on Hulu. Uh, just one season. I think they have a full 10 episodes uh, of a season up there now. It was coming out weekly. And this is an interesting one because it's a show off the bat that you think is just kind of lowest common denominator. It's The, the concept is that there is a, uh, a white Jewish uh, young adult who believes he's a great rapper. And so he's kind of trying to get in the rap game, get in, you know, his career going, that kind of thing. And the comedy, a lot of the comedy is the juxtaposition of the fact that he's not trying to be like street. He's just being himself, but wants to be a rapper. And so the juxtaposition between him and kind of the the hip hop culture, those kind of things is a lot of the humor in this. Plus, there's a lot of uh, sexual humor, you know, lowest common denominator hu humor. One of the, the primary plot points is that he has a small penis. That's like one of the primary plot points about this character what's fascinating about this show and yes i said fascinating so take a drink uh Ooh. what's fascinating about this show is that it takes this lowest common denominator premise and actually does meaningful things with it and it kind of blew me away by about episode five or six there's this moment that happens with one of the characters that is one of the the most emotional and powerful moments i've seen in a long time uh and kind of blew me away i i i was really surprised this show was able to go there after seeming like it was going to be more of you know uh just kind of crass humor kind of vibe uh and so i will say both of those things as uh warning slash recommendation uh you know it is crass humor but then also i think it's trying to say something now i haven't finished the whole season yet i still have like three episodes left um but i did want to put it out there that I'm having an interesting experience with it, and I'm not sure. Maybe this falls in the Rekka Warren category then, maybe is what I'm saying. But it's one of those things where uh, it feels like maybe it's going to land eventually in the recommend uh, because it's it's kind of making a turn. So uh, I wanted to throw it out there. It's called Dave, and it's on uh, Hulu. So I have not I have not heard of this. Yeah. That Didn't, sounds really fascinating. It, you it, take a drink for me too. <laughs> I haven't heard of this. I, 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 I don't know if Hulu, like, I don't know if I just don't watch Hulu as much as I do other things or if they just, they're advertising through different things. Cause it seems like there's always something on Hulu when I go on there. I'm like, what is this? I've never heard of this before in my life. 
Yeah. So anyways, I'll check it out. Wreck Warren called Dave. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I almost said something that's kind of spoilery, but I don't want to spoil anything. So you yeah. also like the movie Dave. So I thought that's what you're about to start talking about. You're like, I just rewatched Dave. Yeah, I love, I really do like the movie Dave and I really wish, I really wish we, we had a president like Dave. Danae, <laughs> why don't you go next? Well, we do have an actor. <laughs> that's, that's not the, Dave isn't an actor in that movie just a nice guy is he not what is he in that movie isn't he just a nice oh, guy that looks like the looks president like him, right yeah he's, not, he's like a what is he he impersonates him like he's an impersonate like he'll yeah, light up right. parties and, and stuff but yeah uh danae what do you got um well i wanted to mention that uh i, I talked about newman last week i actually caught up so i went i, I was binge read over 200 episodes of the web cartoon newman and um if anyone else has started i'm really curious what you think about it uh it continues to be something that move the plot moves along really quickly and well um and the dynamics of their relationship uh, continues to be very interesting one and i i wondered if anyone got triggered by it so let me know i'm curious <laughs> i also forgot to tell you aaron that i after your recommendation for future man i went and watched it because i had to know what you're talking about with the finale was i right and i have to agree yes it was, was unexpected and Brilliant. Perfectly done. Brilliant. I got to watch this show. I, I like I like learning how sick you two are. So I got to go <laughs> check this show out. Um, the plot of the future man, it's it's not something to get super excited about. This, there's some interesting things that it does. There's some silliness. There's humor. Um, no, it's definitely not something where you're like, wow, that was amazing. But I understand what you were saying, and I completely agree with you. And I think it might be worth a watch if, if you're someone who doesn't mind Pretty dirty shows. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up Future Man because that is kind of the the thing when I talk about Dave that I thought Dave was going to be because of the subject matter and kind of how crass it was willing to be that it was and it is funny. It's very funny, but then it made a turn that Future Man never makes into actual emotion, and I was like, what? So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a good kind of parallel. My Beyond the Sins this week is actually going to be an album. Um, I listened to Fiona Apple's new album. Nice. And it, it was getting a lot of attention. It was topping some charts and it was doing some interesting things. And I, I thought, well, you know, I really haven't invested time in listening to her music beyond the, the hits that kind of came out at various points. And um, it is really interesting in a way that I didn't expect to be intrigued by. Hmm. It does some really interesting things with her voice that I think I would do on an album. <laughs> <laughs> like if I was going to make an album, just sort of get a little bit goofy uh, and do some interesting things with, with my range. And uh, I, I can see myself doing something like that, except for that. I don't think she's being goofy. I think she's being very specifically different and challenging um, the norms of music. And she's doing that with her lyrics too. It's a really in your face, like lyrically, it's very mm -hmm. in your face and it kind of addresses um, subject matter that I love that she's doing. And I think that there's a bravery in what she's talking about and how she's presenting self as an artist and her music. Uh, that I really, I really respect. I can see why people are just kind of rallying behind this album specifically and um, saying it's a, it's worth a listen. And it is very, very different. So I don't think it's going to, I don't 
I don't anticipate people taking this Beyond the Sins recommendation and being like, man, that album changed my life or something. But it's just, I don't know, it's just something that's just different enough that I think people should kind of pay attention to it. Sort of like recommending maybe they go to a museum and go check out an art exhibit and you know it's not going to hit everybody. Maybe they'll be impressed that it's in this museum, you know, that, it, that maybe they'll be impressed that somebody tried to go there or even went there in the first place. That's why I'm going to recommend her new album. You would think that I actually would tell you the name of it, but I totally forgot to write it down. Well, so, most people should be I mean, able to find that pretty. I mean, if you just search for Fiona Apple's new album, you, I'm sure you'll you'll find I, it. Pretty I've quick. listened to it too. Um, I listened Did to you? it the week it came out, and uh, I think you nailed it. I think that's a perfect yeah. perfect way to describe it. And I listened Fetch to it because a lot of people were talking about it. Yeah, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Yes, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Which is not entirely easy it, to say. Yeah, she's she's playing around. I mean, she's even like she's playing around with like music theory, and I mean, she's playing around with all kinds of. It's it's really fascinating. Like it's really, just, I don't even know how much I like it, but it's yeah, it's fascinating. okay, same, yeah. Um, <laughs> guess it's been eight years for her next round of music, and so and you get the really strong feeling that she she's saying some very specific things, and it's really I have to say too for someone who likes to go kind of deeper down into conversation, there's some really interesting forums too where people are just discussing how the lyrics are making them feel or how a song made them feel uh so i don't know i i actually had a really fun time listening to it and there's definitely some deeper stuff there but it's also really fun and and awkward (laughs) she's super talented and i think he's really kind of like prince did when he did diamonds and pearls i think she could go bust out something like that like i think she could bust out like an adele type album or something and just kill it but she's i think she's just doing what she wants to do which she always has been like that i believe i just feel like this one's different i think there's something yeah. that happens and, and i guess i can speak this a little bit as you get older that you just stop giving a fuck like you used to you know you kind of stop worrying oh, about yeah. who you're gonna offend and you just start being yourself and then man shit gets great after that because the people who stick around you are the ones that really want to hear what you have to say and this sort of feels like that moment in art and in music mm-hmm. so I, I super respect it. So anyway, it's called uh, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, and you can listen to it on any major platform. Nice. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, what do you got? Yeah, I tweeted about this earlier this week because I had not watched Dead to Me. I'd heard about the, the Dead to Me uh, show on Netflix with Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. It came out, I guess, a year ago, the first season. Have you seen it, Aaron? I have not. Okay. So it's I had heard about it. I heard me. it was really good. And I just hadn't gotten around to watching it. And then earlier this week, not even realizing that the second season was also dropping this week, I decided to start watching it. Um, and I burnt through the first season pretty quickly. It's 10 episodes. They're only 30 minutes each. They're around 30 minutes each. So it's a pretty quick watch. And I'm about halfway through the second season, which dropped on Friday on Netflix. And it is fucking amazing. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It is. It just completely caught me off guard. Um, what I will say about it is Christina Applegate plays a character who, who Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, first off, are... I don't think I've ever seen them better and they've done a lot of amazing things. And I, I don't think I've ever seen them better than I, than they are in this. And they're so good together. Um, and Christine Applegate plays a character who has recently lost her husband. He has died and he was hit by a car. He was a hit and run. Um, and they did not catch the people that did it. And then she goes to a grief counseling group and she meets a character played by Linda Cardellini who has saying that she has recently, who's recently lost her fiance. 
And then this is all in the first episode. And then at the end, and they become friends pretty quickly. And then at the end of the first episode, which is very typical in all these episodes, and I think you will watch it pretty quickly for this alone, is that they basically do a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. And there's a huge one at the end of the first episode. There's a there's a secret that a character has. That's all I'll say. That uh, very much uh, kind of navigates the story the rest of the way um and i don't really want to say anything else about it because i think i think that's the beauty of this show is not knowing anything going in and then just just getting to uh react to it as we learn things along the way cool um but cardellini and applegate are great this show deals with um friendship i think in a really interesting way i think it also deals with forgiveness in a really interesting way that like, I don't think I've ever seen um, uh, a show tackle because I, I, I don't think things are as black and white as most people. I mean, things are definitely not as black and white as most people think they are. I think we're definitely finding that out uh, these days. And I think that, I think that forgiveness is a really interesting uh, thing because I don't, I don't really know where I want to go with that, but I just, I don't know. I just, I just feel like the show is very honest about some things that I haven't seen in a lot of other shows that deal with this type of subject matter. Um, I do think it's very, if, 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 if you had any loss recently in your life of someone like a spouse or a parent or whatever, uh, I think this show deals with grief, uh, in a really honest way as well. So I think Danae would hate this show, uh, because <laughs> it's very emotional. No, I'm just kidding. No, I actually, Danae, I really, I think right. you would, I think you would like this. I think you'd like, probably right. uh, I think you'd like Applegate and Cardellini, uh, especially, but, uh, no, but it's just, it's an amazing show. I just don't just go in not knowing as much as you can. Like I said, it's a quick watch. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll burn through them pretty quickly. Uh, they're right around 30 minutes each and it's just, I don't know. Highest of recommends. It's one of the best shows I've seen in a long oh, time. And true. I was, I was, I was kind of sad and glad I didn't see it till now because I was glad that I could just jump right into the second season because that first season cliffhanger is unreal. So I was glad I didn't have to wait a year <laughs> to, to, to watch how they wrap that up. And I will say the beginning of the second season, there's a couple of plot points that I started thinking, oh, well, maybe I'm not so happy about the direction this is going. But then immediately they do things with those plot points that uh, that uh, make it even more interesting. So, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's it's awesome. Very nice. Well, there you go. Uh, Dave, Fiona Apple's new album in Dead to Me. Uh, oh, can I mention you know. one more thing real quick? Of this course. A weird, this, sorry, it's not like a complete recommendation, but um, I, I just wanted to mention uh, NBC uh, is doing, uh, Universal NBC is doing a new streaming platform called Peacock. Yep. I think it's going to drop in like June or July. July. If you're an Xfinity, huh? July. July. Mm -hmm. If you're an Xfinity customer, though, you already have access to it. And um, but they, I don't think they're they're going to have like new shows and movies and stuff like that. But right now, it's just all the back catalog. And uh, one thing I thought was really cool was I was looking at it yesterday because we're Xfinity, we're with Xfinity, so we have it. And uh, they have all seven seasons of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. <gasps> really? And they have all three seasons of the Alfred Hitchcock Hour. And wow. If, and I, that's one of my all-time favorite shows. And the, the, I don't know if you know this, but in the U.S., you can only get the first five seasons on DVD, and you can't even get the hour right. ones. No, I know. And so I started watching that yesterday, uh, re-watching it yesterday, and it is, it's awesome. It's so good. Oh, now, well, I guess I'm getting the peacock. I guess that's happening. <laughs> 
Great. Well, you can just thanks. get a. You, you'll probably be able to get like a free thanks. month. No, you thanks, just... Jonathan. Thanks. I appreciate the extra <laughs> fifteen bucks a month. I'm going to be spending or whatever it is. That's going to do it for behind the scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I am at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae says E N E E S A Y S. And he is the aforementioned Sam Loomis thirteen on Twitter. <laughs> so for Jonathan. Wait, wait, wait. So for Jonathan Watkins, Dana Hughes, and myself, (laughs) we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. Hey, we're, we're using the video on Discord today. Good for you. I can't do that on this computer. Oh, yeah. Damn it. We always forget. <clears throat> That's fine. You don't need to see me. Yeah, I don't got to see you. I mean, if you want to see me, we can go somewhere else. Well, we can do the Google Hangouts. That's fine. Is that a problem for you today? Yeah, I don't want to see Aaron. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Crazy. I don't even hear him. That's because I'm not talking. <laughs> All right. I'm joining. I'm joining. <laughs> I'm muting. I'm muting. I'm joining. I'm muting. I'm joining. Bueller. Bueller. I've got a lot of drugs at my house right now. Yeah? Why? Just, we just bought some Tylenol. It's oh. one of the big ones, Is too. it the good stuff, though? Like Extra strength, man. Is it extra? That's close. taking my medicine, and I almost accidentally took my nighttime medicine instead of my daytime. <laughs> which... <laughs> Tell Jonathan about the day uh, we both took painkillers before our radio show. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so fucking dumb. Yeah. No. Oh, it was like a test like, to see what it would no, do? No, no, no. Like, no. we purposely took it to address pain oh we both had an adverse reaction to the pain medicine and we had the like, it was what, probably what was that? Like both in a, were you in a car accident or like how did you guys both have pain at the same time i don't remember oh we, we you both remember? you had a migraine or something and i was dealing with uh i just had pain or, some sort pain? of yeah adjustment or something it always has some kind of a pain going on tell uh tell him what those adverse uh, effects were today so we were, well, before we realized what was happening, we were arguing back and forth. Like he was being so mean to me and he's never like that. So, and then I was getting really upset. Yeah. Aaron's and, really mean. Like, I mean, Such like he had, he had a face on that I've never really seen before, but he was like mm-hmm. just snarling and he was like, his eyebrows were down real low and he was just hurt. Oh, and then the thing that really threw me off, and this is why I started reading up on the uh, side effects of the medication that we decided to take at the same time, is that he got tired. Aaron never takes and he yeah. hates naps. I hate naps. Keep in mind, like our recording studio is inside the house. Yeah. So there's a nearby couch. So he's like, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm like, <laughs> what? We're working. We still have work to do. Then, but I was like, whatever. So he goes and takes a nap and, and I was so pissed. I didn't know why I was getting pissed, but I was getting mad. And then he wakes up and then he was mad when he woke up because when he sleeps, he gets mad. And I didn't know that part. (laughs) (laughs) He wakes up and he's even more upset. And then we start arguing about the amount of work we have to do because we didn't do our work before we took. And we're like uh, blaming each other and yelling at each (laughs) other. It's your fault. And then I'm like, something's wrong. And I happen to just start reading up on the side effects of the medication, which is, uh, of course, irritability was high on the list. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my my headache is much better. But now I'm mad. Now I hate yeah. you. Ir- <laughs> 
And it's really, really hard to push through when you're supposed to be creative and do a fun radio morning show where people don't want to tune in and hear two people bitching at each other. <laughs> I don't know. So that might be interesting. It took us all day to yeah. do a, a show. It was, it was bad. the Christian station too, right? Yeah. You yeah. had to be all like, welcome everybody. God's here. <laughs> yeah. How did you know that's how we started our show every morning, yeah. Jonathan? How it's, did you know that you that was our catchphrase? Good morning, everybody. God's here. When we were doing the syndicated show, we kind of could do that on our own schedule a little bit. Yeah, we could, for example, do drugs, get sleepy, <laughs> take naps, be pissed off, argue with each other, and then find a way to rally, do a radio show, and turn it in by the next day. Nice. <laughs> and listen, so dumb. nobody knew. Nobody who listened to that show <laughs> knew because we're great. We were amazing. Uh, oh, my God. That's a very common radio thing that a lot of people I don't know say, about. I mean, well, sometimes you just have a bad day, but you've got to be on it like every morning. You got to be mm -hmm. ready. And there it's are great. a lot of there are a lot of mismatched uh, teams, radio teams, where that you know they just put on behind put on the, the face scenes, and behind the scenes. Like. Well, and I think like a lot other. of people too. It's like they think they're the they think they're the big one. They're the star, and the other person yeah. thinks they're the star. And yeah, yeah, it's no. It, we've talked about this, but it it is a type of marriage, right? Like, and so in marriages, oh, yeah. if you don't, if you let the little stuff get to you, or you don't get along, you know that turns that turns deep really fast. You know, so. I don't know. I can't imagine anybody being that put off by you. Well, here's how, people, right? here's how people get put off by me. Here's about how people get put off by me. It's because I have walls that I that I put up that are I'm not mean. I'm just aloof or distant or it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like I'm invested in mm. the relationship, you know? So unless you unless you are like maybe me. she wanted to hit it and you found out you were married. <laughs> I don't think Aaron would know if somebody was flirting with him. No, I, would I think have Aaron's no that clue. Guy. No, I would have oh, no, no he clue. I honestly don't. I'm not good at Danae's that. actually told me before that she thought someone was yeah. hitting on me. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Because when we go no to like idea. radio stuff and someone would come up and talk to him, and I'm like, she was super into you, and Aaron'd be like, what? Ah. <laughs> Say, well, the first clue is when she stripped naked, right? Like, that's clue <laughs> that's, one. That's just what everybody does. I, that's just my normal thing when I go to those things. <laughs> <laughs> it's really crazy about, like, our, uh, our radio journey together is that when I first started with working with Aaron, he was really, like, quiet to me, and he was very distant. That's it what I'm talking about. Me. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Never really bothered me because I'm I'm the kind of person that, like talk to anybody and i i don't get too worked up about that kind of stuff also there's always a way to have fun there's always a way to talk to somebody there's always like some kind of a way to have a conversation have a laugh and uh i, I would realize i don't know maybe kind of well into our first year that um what was really going on is that aaron had been taught that you can't be friends with women yep so but then as we were doing the show he liked me as a friend and, and wanted to be friends but like that's not allowed in like a lot of Christian culture. And by the way, this so, isn't this isn't wait, some sort of like I, I've never heard this before. That's a Christian belief. That no, 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 you no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Let no. me clarify. Let oh. me clarify. It's not like it's a rule in a book somewhere. Although it may somebody's book may have that in there. It, it, it's more no, of an no, no. attitude it, it of the you it don't really want is to a have rule in a book. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's there's this real thing about emotional affairs. This idea that if you connect to someone of the opposite gender, that you're having an affair even if you aren't sleeping together. You know what I mean? Like there's this idea that if if your friends with someone of the opposite gender, then you're allowing yourself, 
you know, a pathway to sin or whatever the case may be. To be fair, you don't see a lot of friendships like the two of you where 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 people aren't, you know, aren't married or haven't dated before. Here's the thing. It's it's in a lot of it's in a lot of places. There's a lot of people that have that. I mean, like you look at a lot of shows that are really popular. They have people that are really like comfortable. But in the Christian world, it's super, super scary because everything you do can be misperceived that you're you know you're having an affair of some kind and so like we weren't allowed to be in the same vehicle together we weren't allowed to be in the same room together unless there were windows and like things like that which coming from like a a non-christian culture of like being a professional in like corporate america type type thing i'm just like guys you're making this really really hard but anyway eric so at one point, Aaron was like, he's like, do you think that guys and girls can be friends? And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> I like the idea, though, like if there weren't windows in the room, Danae's just jumping on you or something. Right? You know, like that's, like that, that's what that. people are thinking. She said that to our bosses. Uh, she said, didn't you? Oh, the one I really time, did. Yeah. She was like, what do you think? I'm just dropping to my knees when the door closes or something like that. I can't remember exactly that's what awesome. your words were, but. I said that. I was so pissed at this point because my work and my productivity and my character was being called into question because I wanted to be able to close the office that Aaron and I shared with windows to other rooms <laughs> and, and, and like not be bothered so I could get my work done. And, uh, and, and, you know, people were very concerned about that. They went and complained and all this stuff. And so my my boss comes into the room and he kind of closes the door because it's OK if someone else is in there, but it can't just be the two of us together, Aaron and I. He says, well, I've had a couple complaints and, um, you know, we really need to keep this door open. And I turned to him and I was like, but what do you think I'm doing? Dropping to my knees and sucking his dick? That's <laughs> I what I did. actually I said. I think you actually said that. I think you did. Oh, I did. That's awesome. Because at that point, I'm like, someone just fire me. Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't. They can didn't I, can fire I, me. Will you fire me if I suck your dick, sir? <laughs> um, like I had 13 years of Church of Christ school, so we, you know, we couldn't have dances. You couldn't wear shorts. Like apparently, if you wore shorts to class, you were going to hell. I guess I, I, I never could figure that one out. You're not uh, being holy, and holy means that you're nothing is showing. You know. I think there is a uh, there's a fundamental misunderstanding. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little uh, get a little philosophical here for a second. Imagine that me. Uh, there's a fundamental <laughs> misunderstanding uh, of people of faith between what it means when it talks about holiness and the idea of living a, a life that is or trying to live, you know, your your best life uh, as far as not doing things that are wrong, that kind of thing. And they think it's about protecting yourself and putting up walls against the things that can make you do bad things instead of changing the way you think. Right. Yeah. And so- here's the here's the major problem with that is that most. Uh, religious people think that the woman in general is just one big temptation. Right, exactly. And so, and so you separate yourself from temptation instead of working on the understanding of how you see the world around you. So instead of instead of uh, you, you don't see any movies with naked bodies in them because that might be temptation instead of thinking, well, how can I look at a naked body and still think purely about that experience yeah. or still have an understanding of what that body is and what it means or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's, there's just, yeah, let me know when you find out. Still trying to figure that one out. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, Oh, you can find someone attractive and not touch them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. 
My parents uh, wander the earth. Uh, Good I, for them. Yeah, no, I love it. They they actually. I don't know if I've. Do they I've told, have an RV? No, no, no. They oh. they instead of because my dad is a pastor, and oftentimes churches have what are called parsonages for the pastor, where they don't have to buy yeah, a home; yeah, they just right. have a home yeah, to live in, right? So instead of investing in you know a mortgage or a house that they own, they've invested in enough timeshare that they can live in timeshare year round. So they have nice. right. So they own enough timeshare that they if if they play the system correctly, which they know how to do, um, they just go from place to place. Add to that that my mom specifically got a job at Delta for exactly 10 years. So she has lifetime flying benefits for Delta. So they can fly anywhere for free and then stay. So they just have like the clothes, like they have clothes and like maybe a few knickknacks or something they travel with. That's it. Yeah. Just just their clothes and a a few things. Well, that's like you hear about people that retire that have enough. I don't know how you have enough money to do this. If you do, God bless you. But like when I took a cruise, I found out that that's a thing, too, where older people, once they retire, they'll just go from cruise ship. They'll just stay on a cruise basically for like three years. Well, think here's here's the thing they realized. Think of all the things they don't pay for. They don't I mean, because they're already at a timeshare. They don't pay any utilities. They don't yeah. pay. They don't pay yeah. for paper products. They all they really have to pay for is their food. Like it's you know the like the the laundry detergent. The I mean, dish they detergent. had to pay for the timeshare at some point. Well, but, yeah, but it's yeah. an ownership thing, right? So once that's paid yeah. for, you know, it's like owning a house. Listening to the finale of the Nad Pod that I've talked about, and um, the characters are all leveled up to like the highest level that they can be. And um, in their final battle right now, I actually yeah. have about an hour left and then it's the wrap up. I have no idea what's going to happen and I want to get back to it so badly. Of course, this is really important. Anyway, as you're talking about what your parents did, Aaron, I think that's what these players are doing in this game is they're figuring out how to maximize all of their abilities for example, one of them can hit twice, but then he takes this extra feat to be able to hit four times. And then because of this spell, he can do extra damage. And then of this and this, and like he just keep, they keep maximizing so that they're doing crazy amounts of damage and these incredible things. And it's just like, a it's mind blowing to listen to because when you play Dungeons and Dragons as you get higher and higher and higher, you have more and more things remember like all the spells and all of the nuances of all the stuff and how they can interact together to maximize your damage or whatever and i never think about people in real life doing that but your parents super did that they're like how can we work this system where we don't have to have a mortgage we also can fly anywhere in the world for free Hmm, i know i'm gonna put 10 years of my life to this job to do this (laughs) like it's just mind-blowing to me it's amazing my mom worked two two jobs one at delta and the other one also specific she got a job at disney so that she could get all her grandkids in for free for the time when they were growing up so like it's yeah it's it's kind of and you wonder where i why i see the world as systems you know like it's just it's just where i get it my parents plan is a great plan in all ways except when there's a global pandemic and (laughs) then it gets really complicated because all those places shut down somewhere now yeah they have they have a cabin they built in the woods in indiana i'm not kidding uh they built a cabin in the woods in indiana that's just a cabin and so they're they're shacked up there uh you know until they can be at resorts again 
my wife forgot that the mat was still out there because they'd been on earlier. So I had to go out there and get it. And it was a huge pain in the ass. I've tried to like trying to like fight with a 24 foot tumble track while there's like high winds. And I poked a hole in it. Ooh. <laughs> it's like a $1,200 track too. Shoot. And uh, so I was not, my wife was not happy with me, but um, <laughs> happy I, Mother's so Day. I had to patch it the other day, which you would think would be the easiest thing in the world. It took me like two hours to put this goddamn patch on. Cause I just, I just, I'm not good at stuff like that. And I get so easily frustrated Yeah. and, uh, but I fixed it and I put air in it today and it was holding up. So I think I did it, but uh, good job. But good like, job. they don't like, they lie to you about like how long it takes the glue to set and like, they don't know. <laughs> they were like, they're like, glue's going to set in like three minutes. It didn't. Yeah, it, it was more like 30. Thing. They don't know. And I'm already trying to put it on there and it's like, it's not sticking. And I'm like, I, my neighbors probably heard me screaming and probably thought something was going on. And I don't know. <laughs> they're not here. They don't know me. Yeah. They don't <laughs> nope. know what it takes. Let me say um, this for Mother's Day. I need to honor uh, Jen, the mother in our house. Over this time, where she's still been working, even when she's at home, she works from home every other week right now, she yeah. has built a stand for the the washer and dryer, built a stand for our second couch, so it's stadium seating in our uh, theater room. She's carpeted uh, that, that stand. She wow. has sanded the deck, stained the entire deck, uh, and as well as, I'm, I'm sure, three or four things I'm forgetting. She's just like, she find, oh, and she's tearing out our downstairs shower to put in a new shower. Uh, she's downstairs. actually putting in the shower and you didn't hire. I thought you had somebody come that, or did you piss that guy off? She, she woke up. I'm not shaking listen, his hand. Listen. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's right. <laughs> she woke up in the middle of the night a couple nights ago and was like, I can do the shower. I know I can do the shower. And she <laughs> couldn't get back to sleep because she was planning and so excited about doing the shower on her. Like she <sighs> is DIY. Amazing. I, like, yeah, I just, and I told her, I said, I didn't even know, I didn't even know I was getting this as part of the package when I married you. Like I had no clue yeah. you were a DIY person. This is amazing. I wanted to let you know that somebody wrote me on Discord about our episode uh, last week and said um, that how Lolly remembers to spell necessary is ever eat cheese eat salmon sandwiches and remain young wow <laughs> that's, a, that's like the that's the world's worst mnemonic device ever like, <laughs> not only is it so long i'll never remember it it doesn't make any sense oh, i love salmon it's perfect never eat cheese eat salmon sandwiches and stay young look if, if it works I, it I, works if it works what was it the works. science one what was the like the order of the the order it was like king philip came over from great spain is that did you guys do that no oh. so it was kingdom phylum class no. order what? i know there's family, a planet one genus species i see i mean oh. i still remember that like it's crazy. 35 years later I don't even remember what you, I don't even know what you're talking about. There's it's there's the, a planet one. What's the, the planet order one? of uh, it's like the grouping and like uh like biological species, species and, stuff. and stuff, yeah. Um the mnemonic for plants uh, planets. My very eager mother just served us nine pizzas. Uh yes. What is it now though? Yeah, that's right. Or Got wait, it. or is Pluto a planet now again? N I don't they, know. I actually, I will say this. I had to ask that question because my daughter was because you know I'm doing like I yeah I'm a, I'm a homeschool teacher now too, which is. I'm so qualified. Aren't for that, we all? By the way. Aren't we all? She had a planet thing though, and I had to ask her that. Like, are they including Pluto? And she just looked at me like I was an idiot. She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> okay, so I, well, like four years ago, that probably wouldn't have been the case. So now, now the mnemonic is: my very epic mother just served us nachos. No, oh, there you go. From Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. There you, you go. said Uranus. 
And let's start the show. Yeah, I laughed about that too. My daughter didn't know why that was funny. After these messages, she'll be right <laughs> back. Good dog. That is the phase where things about butt, the word butt, everything about butt is just kind of funny. I don't know yeah. how long this lasts because I'm still laughing and I'm not three. So <laughs> she's a. Oh, Uranus never gets old. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 